may be a little bit heady. I hate heady ass verses. I wrote the shit to you. All my pessimistic keeps me in a cage. All my head is twisted, keeps me spinning around for days. Exorcism, pessimism has arisen. There's no reason, really, treason to myself, so silly. So perfect, so perfect, so why do I look for curtains? Uncertain, but certainly false alarms alerting. A burden and beautiful times are garden snakes. Won't wipe me, but frightens me like I know I'm eight. I know I ain't, I know it ain't. Harmony, harmony, how many, how many days of amazing will it be before it phases? And I say, I told you so. Summer be, summer be buzzing, some will be hovering over nothing. All of a sudden, it's falling, it's over though. Come with me, come with me, calming me down. Be chamomile, calamine lotion, camel motion, hopping on the flow. Yeah. Tumble, we tumble, we wanna leave before the apparitions take over the city. We build and discover gold. Alchemists making silver before you know it. Negative nickels until it's void. Aluminum foil, it back to soil. brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting across from me, E-Man Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we are back after a couple-week hiatus in the studio for episode 98. Feels feels good, man. I got shit to say. I know, man. (laughs) I did a whole-ass episode while you weren't here. I know, bro. (laughs) Thanks for holding down the fort. (laughs) I was kind of bummed that I missed that one, too, because I went back and listened to Pajama Band, or, uh... Pajamas band, right? Yeah, pajamas band. Man, their music is fucking tight. No, I, <laughs> like, I love the Zuko song. I told you, like yeah, the nerd, yeah. the nerdcore in me love that song, and I want to shout them out for that. So yeah, for shout sure. Shout to them. They've been killing it too. I saw they had a bunch of shows come up too since we uh, since we did that episode. As well. Yeah, for so, sure. Yep. Well, also tonight in the uh, studio we have a guest with us that I will let Eman introduce because they have a little bit of a relationship already uh, going into this episode. So you know, well, I've been trying to figure out how we even met, but let me introduce for you guys right. that. Uh, if you don't know, my man to write of me, Will from the Willis Show Band is here. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, plays with uh, a bunch of podcasts we had: Mirage Virtuoso, mm-hmm. Nappy Devi. Yep. Uh, the list gets longer. <laughs> two I of our favorites. Two too, of by our the way. favorites. <laughs> I want to say it was Ian Griffith. That's how we met. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Want- Actually, yep. That was it. That was, was it. Yeah. Was he, it Ian? Yeah. Okay. He be connecting people like he's he real low key with it, but yeah, he connects a lot. Shout of out to Ian, man. Shout out to Ian Griffith. If you guys don't know, Ian Griffith is one of my best friends for a minute uh and music collaborator he actually did holy water for me and a bunch of other stuff oh nice so, oh yeah yeah ian ian's a good dude man so, i heard you got, you had a show last night too right with nappy yes sir yeah How'd that go? yeah uh nappy debbie and the at will band um yeah we were at willis show bar last night um and man it, it was incredible it was the first time that he's performed there uh as as the featured act and um, you know, we we usually do a lot of like funk, soul, R and B there. You know, why didn't we go to that last night? You know I was, at a, I I was at a wedding. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I literally <laughs> sat at the house. I had two tickets to go to a concert at the Magic Stick too, and I just oh, decided wow. to sit at the house and listen to music no. and fucking do nothing. I had every <laughs> intention of trying to go to the, the ten o'clock performance oh, yeah. of that. I wanted to go, and then we didn't even get out of reception till like oh, man. fucking two in the morning. For the no, damn, dude, that would have been yeah. sweet. And that second set was was man, that was crazy. Like, we turned like we've never had that much hip hop in that spot before. And when I say it, just we just blew the roof off. Yo, we went crazy last night. Oh man, night. I bet it man. It was so much fun. He's on a tear right now too. Nappy's doing we, his uh, thing. Right? Uh, I found out we have a mutual friend as well that I did not know that we had. <laughs> uh, you know Miso? Oh yeah, yes, that's my yeah. guy, man. Yeah, yeah, man. We uh we actually were just at an event for for Nappy recently. Uh, yeah, man, Miso 
cool people, bro. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. So he actually played me. I'm not. I'm not even, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but he actually played me some track Nappy uh, did that's not even released yet. Oh that yeah, yeah. That's yeah. about as much as you can say on yeah, that so that's one. All yeah. I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> the song is fire. Uh, hopefully, it'll be out soon. It yeah, was, it was growing, man. Yeah. Man, dude. That yeah, I was I was lucky enough to to witness that, and that was that was pretty cool. Shout out to me. So he does a lot for the music community uh, that I had no idea. He and he's did. he's so silent with it too. He's another silent silent killer in the city like i met him i think i met him through a mutual friend as well and uh yeah yeah he just he he does his research like he he knows who he's selecting for certain things and he puts the right people in the right situation so shout out to me so doing his thing oh yeah yeah man. that makes me happy too that nappy's rocking with a band because oh, yeah. he's like a, an artist that can definitely do that and it works well especially with him going back and forth rapping and singing and shit man dude and that, that was a cool thing like you know he turned 25 last night oh shit and he's like, still so young god yeah you feel me? Lot, <laughs> and like yo we all know like 25 that mm. that's that year mm-hmm. like so um yeah no it was, it was really cool I was, I was actually talking to him last night about it i'm like yo bro like we've only been working together for about a year and a half now mm-hmm. building this band and just the amount of evolution that you know he's pushed through and that he's made everybody else push through in the band like man he's gonna be scared. as long as yep. he's he, scary i agree i and i said this to me so actually too as long as nappy like stays in the right circles and stuff oh, like yeah. that keeps his head on straight and like he's focused mm-hmm. he gonna be he's gonna be a problem yeah oh like, yeah yeah for sure and that's that was the coolest thing like um you know, I was I was so glad to link with Precious and be part of that team uh-huh. to help him get to that next level. Cause, I mean, Precious, shout out to Precious, uh, Precious Media, really, uh-huh. her whole company. But, um, yeah, Precious is out here, and I mean, not only is she dope on the production end and the media end, but she makes one hell of a manager for for Nappy. So, uh, shout out to Precious, shout out to that whole team, cause like. I'm just I'm just grateful to be a part of it. Yeah, hell yeah, so, man. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely sweet. I have yet to see him all the way live. I mm. saw him on you know how Mirage had that uh, show oh, yeah. that was like yeah, the living room broadcast. Is it the living the room or the living room? Uh, so everybody has that debate. It's uh it's the living room. Okay. So the E is the L I V E. Okay. That's what get. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's she had like the virtual show or whatever. So it was like the performance was up on the screen or whatever. So I've yeah. seen him perform in that. Uh, vain, but I want to see like live. live. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, you talking about it? Zofine? Yeah, Zofine. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, Man. I couldn't remember the name of the festival. Yeah, that was tight. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I- I've seen Nappy a few times at this point now, but <laughs> like, no, nah, he always puts on a good show, man. But yeah. enough about that. We've we've had his episode. We're about yeah, you. Absolutely. We've had absolutely. We, we give him mad flowers. <laughs> we are giving you flowers. Oh, <laughs> we are talking about you. Appreciate oh, by it. the way, I forgot to mention it. That song that we started the podcast off of with a. Wow, the podcast off with was "What's the Catch" by James Blake featuring Andre Three Thousand. Yeah, and the uh, reason I chose that today um, is we'll get into a little bit later. But obviously, um, if you have been t- paying attention to the internet, there's been a lot of buzz going around this leaked Kanye West song that came out that has Andre Three Thousand on it, and it's probably one of the most beautiful verses I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I can't get through it without getting all teary-eyed, bro. I really can't. But we'll talk about that later. Man. But, um, yeah, that's the name of the song that we started the podcast with. Um, Where am I? But, Will, so I, I got I to just know, like, so how did how did you get into, like, the creation of, like, the Willis Show band and everything like that? Like, uh, oh, you mean the At Will Band? At, 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 at Will Band. It's all good. All good. Um, no, because I play at Willis a lot. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but... Uh, so actually, 
Um, I was in a, I was in college at the time, um, like around like 2015, I want to say something like that. And I was, I was just a drummer, you know, I was like everybody else is trying to find a placement. And I was like, uh, I was in this one band that I kind of helped form and, and, um, you know, I was one of the key members and we made all the songs together and everything like that. And unfortunately it didn't go the way that I wanted it to. I ended up, you know, um, basically being told like hey you know we're gonna look for another drummer mm -hmm. um and like everybody we're all cool now and everything but like at the time you know it hurt Hell a yeah. lot and um you know i had i was broke i had no money you know th this was like the only thing i was doing musically that was making money because i i basically cut out everything else i'm like well, this is what i'm gonna focus on mm -hmm. and um afterwards because of how it played out and everything i was very hurt i was very upset mad and I went to my business teacher at the time, and I was like, you know what? I don't want this to happen again. Like, I I want to be my own boss. Like, that's all I've ever wanted was to be my own boss, to do my own thing. I don't like, you know, feeling like anybody controls my future. I want to be at will. Mm -hmm. So, um, so basically, mm, me yeah. and her. I love the name. I see how this is going already. You feel me? Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So yeah, literally, we just we were talking, and you know, she. I was very much into the business world. I, I've always liked knowing my business. Like that comes first. Um, so I got really good at the business side of things, and I'm like, you know what? I know a lot of people. I network a lot. Um, I like connecting people, and I like allowing other people to to be their own boss and to have their own freedom and to make opportunities. So um, I want to be more than a drummer. I want to be a musical director. I want to be the person who puts the right people in the right places so that we can all win. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't want to be the one, like literally the reason why I named it At Will was not only for my, my sake and like, hey, look, this is at your own will. Like everybody I work with, I make it clear like this is, if you're here, it's because you want to be here. That's it. Money aside, everything else aside, is this what you want to do? Cool. I'll get you there. I'll help you get there. But it's at your will. So I'm glad that you said that, dude, because I think there's like an interesting new thing going on, especially like in the last like 10 years or so that I've noticed, that where you can be a drummer mm -hmm. or a keyboard player and also like be like the band leader or like, you know, fitting your way into all these different grooves like look what yeah. chris dave and the drum heads you feel me or yeah. like um what robert glasper's doing i mean uh, like there's <laughs> arguments that david Grohl was the backbone of nirvana yeah, yeah for yeah. sure yeah for sure oh, absolutely i mean uh the roots like so one of my favorite but one of yeah exactly <laughs> or like all of the soquarians travis I mean, barker right travis barker like literally all these drummers that um i grew up listening to and admiring like i started noticing that i just mm -hmm. started noticing that pattern i'm like okay well quest love is not just a drummer like he's a producer he's the musical director he's the he's the curator like he's a dj you know what i'm saying he ha he wears so many hats yep and it allows him to move in in a way that not only benefits him and allows him to never feel like if one pathway dies i die mm -hmm. um it also allows for everybody he works with to to have more open doors and and more avenues that you can explore like um, I think for me, when I found out about the Soulquarians and how that whole thing played out, I was like, I'm bummed that it was a photo that brought them down. Mm -hmm. But look at the careers that each individual member had. Exactly. Like, 
that's that's amazing. That's what I want to be able to do for other people. Yeah, you know? and people are starting to really take notice of people like like we were just talking about Chris Quest, yeah. Thundercat, people like that. Yeah. Like, and for people like me, and I know there's a shitload like me who are nerdy about the music. And now that uh, like I love how streaming has the credits on there, so you can click on the credits and yeah. see title, the personnel. Title, title, that's what I meant. That's what the right. yeah, title does it. Um, but that's my shit because I'll pull up an album, you know, by an artist. And I immediately go to the credits because I want to see who's playing drums. I want to see who's playing bass. I want to see who produced it. Yeah. And fucking, you see those names in there, Pino Palladino, like all these guys that float around and and play with so many different fucking musicians. And like, of all different kinds of genres, too. Like, that shit's my favorite. So, (laughs) you like building almost like this community of musicians, it seems like, man. So, like, just how, how, like, are you kind of selecting, like, the artists that you work with, I should say? Um, yeah. So, actually, I, I, I've made it a very clear point. It was like, um, I'll ask that question. I'll ask the artist. I'll say like, hey, what are you doing this for? Like, what do you want? And like, a lot of people will be like, well, you know, I want, you know, they'll give like the very, very basic. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, okay, do you want to go into this world? Do you want to be like a pop star? Are you looking for fame? Are you looking for money? What do you, what do you, what is your message? Like, what are you trying to do? Mm. And I know for me, I just want people who are authentic and real and um are willing to work for it like kobe is i'm I'm a huge basketball fan mm-hmm. and kobe is like you know my main guy even besides basketball he just was one of those guys where it's like that mentality that mama mentality um he was in an interview once he's like uh yeah i don't pass to all my teammates and that somebody thought he was joking he's like no nah, i'm for real like if they don't work as hard as me when i'm in the gym then I I don't trust them. Yeah. I don't want to play with them. Yeah, he was like, I don't respect their work ethic. Exactly. That's how you got to be. Yeah, so that's <laughs> how I select who I work with. It's like, okay, impress me. Show me that you outwork me, and then we can work together. I want to I wanna feel pushed from you. Like mm-hmm. I want to feel like I'm going to become better because you're on my team, not like I'm dragging you along. And so. I feel like, and you can't really fake authenticity, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like, you can tell, like, within, like, a 10-minute conversation with someone, you <laughs> exactly. can tell what they're about. Like, right. Yeah. You know, like, are you trying to, like, are you trying to, you know, fit the mold of what you see going on that's popular right yeah. now? Or are you trying to, like, actually make art? You know, yeah. like, and that's that's definitely oh. separates people for sure. And I feel like the ones, like, you might end up blowing up having, you know, doing, fitting the mold of what's popular. But oh, yeah. it's going to be a fucking quick run. You know oh. what I mean? <laughs> it's not going to have longevity to yeah. it. A real artist, you know. Know, they they build their careers slow but like steady and get that big you know fan base following and all yeah. that shit so yeah and that's what i really learned on the business side too it's like yo i know how to get you to where you want to get mm-hmm. but it's like it's going to be very short and, and that, that's the other thing too that just popped in my head too i just saw this interview with nas recently where he was talking about the problem with artists today is they think that they can go from you know, writing their first rap or first song mm-hmm. to being Drake level the right. next day. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, and these people, like, and when and if that happens to you, you're not going to appreciate everything that it takes in between those steps to get there. You're not going to, once you finally get there, you're not going to appreciate it. You're not yeah. going to have any value on top on of it. that is easy come, easy go. <laughs> exactly. On top of that, too. And then this is, and the, this is a conversation I've had a long time ago about people who get young, like rich and young, like, really young really mm-hmm. quick like say like you know 16 17 like say like the tiktok star or something mm-hmm. like that they had like a breakout single like you said you're not gonna appreciate it on top of that you never really 
you don't really know how like the world works or like the business side of things work yeah. and stuff like that. And that's how you end up getting screwed. And mm-hmm, yeah. it's a whole process. So you got to have like one, you got to have like a good circle around. You can't have like a bunch of. I'm gonna say f boys around you all the time, like and yes, man, being say like, okay, yeah, cool, yeah, that's hot, man. Keep doing that, right. keep doing that. Bunch yeah. of enablers, you know, right? Oh, stuff for like sure. That. Yeah. So you can't have that around you. First of all, second of all, like to actually sustain it, you really have to do the work. You have to like, you have to put in the legwork. You have to have like that, say, that core following, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just that, and that comes and nothing that comes for nothing but time and yeah. energy and put effort. Like everybody wants to be this like overnight success, but nobody really wants to do the work to get there. Yeah, right, deal, right. And so, it's, it's. I'm glad that you were talking about too. Like I feel like you'll be successful in this, knowing that you said you learned the business side of things mm-hmm. first, because man, have so many artists <laughs> fucked up their money. Like Duh. I was just watching before we came here. I saw a little clip on you know, like I follow all these accounts. You know, post little clips of interviews and shit. Mm-hmm. And they were interviewing Fat Joe, and he was talking about how he blew through ten million dollars like it was nothing. <laughs> and he was like, it was because at the time. I had all these motherfuckers around me that definitely didn't deserve my money, but I didn't give a fuck. He was like, I was literally spending 50 grand a day just, you know, buy all the bottles. He's like, I don't even drink, and I would buy, you know, bottle service at every place we went. Give this guy this. Give this guy that. And then one day I went to go get more another 50 grand, and she said, sorry, you're out of money. He said, what? (laughs) How the fuck am I out of $10 million? He's like, yeah, yeah, so it can eat up quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> easy come, easy go, man. <laughs> yeah. and, and at that time, I know he had, like, maddering tone money around that <laughs> oh, time. <yeah. laughs> I mean, look, even, like, Tupac, you know, um, like, it, people always think, you know, it's just, oh, well, it's, it's just, like, the dumb artist or whatever. It's like, no, Tupac was very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was also signed to Death Row, who had, despite everything else, one of the most savvy business leaders, like sure. in, in the world, like he was dominating at yep, the time. Chug. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. like that man knew his business, and everybody's like, "Oh, why didn't he leave Death Row?" Like it's Tupac, because he owed them a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Like everybody thinks, "Oh, well, you get all this money and everything, you get all oh, you have the success," but they don't realize on the back end, like. Yeah, every single stop we do, all the food you eat, all the clothes oh, yeah. you wear, oh, all the tours. We're like, going to give you this little advance on your album, yeah. but that shit's got to come back. It's, right. it's a loan. That's, that's, what, <laughs> that's, exactly that's what, what a is. record label really is at the end of the day. It's For a sure. loan off. Yeah. For sure, like, They front you the money to live and work on your album, yeah. whatever it may be. Like, you know how like we were watching Dave, like Little Dicky, when he was like, yeah. in front oh, yeah. of that house. <laughs> yeah. And they kicked him out when they found yeah. out his album like wasn't doing anything written. That's really what it is. Totally. And I just, actually, funny enough, I heard a story about, uh, somebody who was signed to a label and their first album did great you know that's what got them signed and everything and their second album flopped and like I found out that record labels actually have artists on hold like waiting for that moment because they know you know moments happen so it's mm-hmm. like okay so you have a sound cool yeah but it's not the sound anymore we're dropping you and replacing you with this artist yeah. yep like it's that fast. You, yep. You'll oh, get yeah. a call like, hey, sorry, uh, you're no longer. You're only as good this. as like your last hit, man. That's, know, that's it. That's, so that's it's like. Sad because the industry is fucking cutthroat like that. It really is. And you still yeah. have to owe all that money back. Like the money didn't go anywhere. You still have to pay that back. Even so if they cut you. So they're really, you're releasing out because, yeah, that's how you get shelved. You're releasing out yeah. like, uh, who? Who was like notorious for that? Mike Posner was a big oh, one. Yeah. Mike Posner was a like, notorious one. Kesha was another one too. But Game yeah, said, I just saw an interview with Game where he was talking about he almost got dropped from Aftermath right before he blew up. He was like, they they weren't seeing my potential. They didn't see my vision. And literally the only reason that Jimmy Iovine didn't boot me 
was because 50 Cent believed in me and told him, no, nah, dude, you got to keep with this guy. Like, I he's heard about legit. that. Have you ever heard <laughs> the uh, the Macklemore track with Abso, uh, Jimmy Iovine? No. And oh, it yeah, talks you about, it to and me It talks about, yeah. like, this yeah. specific instance yeah. about, like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. like <laughs> artists getting shelved yeah. and stuff. It's act- like, I mind you, I don't listen to Macklemore on the reg by any means, but... That particular song kind of put it. Kind of sums up like a major label deal for for me, and like an artist like okay, uh, it's a bunch of albums that never came out, but they're still releasing it because you know you're on hold. Yeah. So yeah, it was funny too. Game was like, if you think that Dre has any pull over Aftermath, you're wrong. It's Jimmy Iovine. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's one thousand percent comes down to Jimmy Iovine's decisions. (laughs) I feel like people. Yeah, people really. That I mean, for me, that that's what it was. I, I would just I would watch all those stories and everything. I was like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want people to have power over me that I don't know have power over me. Like, she actually should night. you know what makes me cringe too is when I see artists like performing like whole sets in like office boardrooms. Oh, that's like one of those things that just makes me really cringe for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think of like how corporate this shit has. You know, oh yeah, yes. no. or like at a T-Mobile store or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I saw, like that video. Remember that video from a couple years ago, Bobby Shimerda playing yeah. at uh, I think it was like Capitol Records or something like that. Yeah. Saw one with him, and I saw one with MGK too. Like I saw the, dancing I on saw the, the MGK dancing one. on the table cool and shit. And I'm looking like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh man, what's happening? How much money do you? I was like, is it really like this? Like, damn. Right. Dude. Speaking of Shimerda, he's out here running wild, man. I've been seeing so many video clips of him like stage diving <laughs> and shit. He's having the time of his life now. He's out. I love it. He said, I'm free. <laughs> For real, yeah, but. I'm free. I'm gonna dive into every crowd that I perform at. Oh, so <laughs> oh my god, man! So musically, man. So I like just backstory even before the band. Like, how yeah. did you get into just music, man? So, um, please tell me you started at church. Actually, <laughs> actually no. Like, funny enough, I actually that's like the one th- I've I've played in the church, but I've never like I was never a church kid. Yeah. So like, I actually I just kind of. I don't even know. I think I was in choir. Yeah, I think I was in choir in like first grade, because um, I just really liked music, and my dad was like old, so he so I just, <laughs> he listened to like all of the classics, mm-hmm. like all the seventies, all that stuff. So I'm like, I just really like all this music, mm-hmm. and I'm just always one where if, if I like something, I I want to know more about it. So I started figuring out like, oh, bet okay, well I can I can hit these notes, I can do this, I can do that, and uh, so. I was also super shy, and that was like my way out. So, I think I just started singing in first grade, and uh, and then fifth grade, you know, they had all, they they had like the little band introduction thing, right? And I actually really wanted to be a jazz trumpet player. Um, Were you rocking recorder out at that time? Oh yeah, absolutely, uh, man. Everybody starter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Playing, playing all the classics, you know, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, hot cross buns. You, shit. Sh- you feel me? <laughs> oh, and I had a harmonica at the time, so oh, shit. I was like, and uh, oh, that was the other thing too. I found out in third grade I really liked performing because um, I- I'm not gonna say what it was because people are gonna try to find the clip. I feel like, but me and my sister did a a duet. And it like we had props and everything. Like we had the full outfits and the props and everything. It was like an old seventies group. And um and I was like, I like this. This is this is fun. Mm-hmm. This is I get to like be the center of attention and then go hide afterwards. Yep. Like, bit this is this is dope. <laughs> um and then yeah, from there I was just like, I just wanna perform. Like I I know I wanna perform. I thought I was gonna be a jazz trumpet player. 
um, I picked up drumsticks and it was like, nope, I like making people move. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the fact that I'm in control of the beat. I guess I just like being in control. So I was like, yeah, I just really like being like the person that establishes what the beat is. And from there on, it was just history. The I drummer's guess. always my favorite part of the yeah. band, without question. Like, yeah. especially the older I get and the more concerts I go to, you just realize that the drummer's, without a question, the most important part of the it's band. The backbone, you know what I mean? Man. Keeping like, the time it's, and fucking. It's the backbone. That's what like, really gets like the root. That's what really gets like the foot stomping. You yeah. know, like yep. she, like started getting like that bounce to it. See, like if I can make you nod your head or bob or you know do whatever, and then I can switch it up on you. I think I figured it out when we were in Nashville last week. I think I figured out my issue with country, by the way. Oh, the drumming. Because there's no drummer. There's (laughs) no drummers in country. (laughs) It's really like it's mostly like acoustic. It's mostly like uh, just it's mostly guitar and vocals. I never really thought about that. I'm like, I think that's because if you really think of the difference, like the parallel between country music and hip hop music, the actual lyrics are almost the same. It's just like fed to you different. and it's rooted in storytelling like, yeah. like it's like that's oh, yeah. like the main fucking part about it it's just it. worded differently the verbiage is different like it's just it's just digested different yeah. that's that's the big difference but like lyrically like it's pretty much the same it's just how it's presented especially with drums i think the drums mm-hmm. are missing mm-hmm. the first country artist i ever i need to hear like that does drum like I will fucking be the biggest fan man right? and see look that's the thing it's so funny uh i was a stagehand for years like three, four years or whatever, and I worked, it, like, country, you know, like, the biggest thing in America, so mm-hmm. um, I worked a ton of country shows, and how these drummers would play, like, one, I would either recognize the drummer, because it was somebody who was just, you know, a drummer out here, or um, it would be, like, R&B drummers, mm-hmm. or hip-hop drummers, and I realized that, like, the live country show Oh my God! Yeah, it's amazing. Like those big shows, yep. the oh, yeah. drumming's the drummer is going crazy. Yeah, like there's there's hits. Um, there's certain tracks because I used to play in like a couple different country bands, and there's certain tracks that are straight up hip hop drums. Oh, for sure. Like I've I've played the same beat for Dr. Dre and a hip and a country mm-hmm. artist, and I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is this is different. And then like yeah, obviously like the train beat, you know, like the basic one. Um, that's kind of boring, but other than that, yeah, I feel like I feel like it, you're you're kind of right. Like if you go and see a country band, you need a solid drummer. I agree. That's, that's it. And that's what is missing. Cause yeah. I know, like when we were on like uh just walking the street, we like I didn't see that much country music yeah. down there to be honest with you. But just walking the street and everything like that, and then there was a couple places like the Assembly Food Hall, like mm. Lindsay and I went to. They were it was just all acoustic sets like straight up. Oh yeah, yeah. See, like, that's, no. I was like I don't mind this, but I'm just not in the right headspace for this, right like to listen. To it was all right during the daytime, but then you get a couple drinks in you, and you're like, all right, I, I, I need fuck, I need some grooves, my goddamn man. shoulders, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, dude, I so I was actually uh I got I got two bands for you actually because I was oh shit okay. yeah see uh Billy Gunther. Um, Billy Gunther. Billy Gunther. Yeah, Billy Gunther is a a friend of mine. I played with him a couple times. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, he's been man, he's been doing his thing. Like he's from Flint. Um, my buddy Todd plays drums for him as well as Dalton. Um uh, so guy they, right here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What's that's this? him. Save Is he a country guy? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think I've got his 
um, album. Well, is Take Me Home sound familiar? Is that yeah. the yeah. Never yep. Look yep. Back? Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at him. Let's just, uh, I'm going to play it for a second. Country ish. Just so we can hear what it's about. We should probably get into some beers too while we Yeah, we will here in a second. Um, what is, what song off? Do you have a, do you know what song that I should play off here? Or? Um, I'm trying to think what, what well, he's is. got something that just came out, Never Look Back. Let's check. Yeah, it. check that one out. Let's try that. Me and you Watch this be like the one Alone together <laughs> Let's pour some wine Listen to Patsy Cline but Now his show is incredible He's got a voice though We got oh, this yeah. night And forever on our side Oh yeah Don't worry I got your back you said he's from here? Yeah, he's from Flint, Michigan. Actually. Oh, shit. So, that's crazy. He's okay. got like a fucking country ass sounding voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty he, sweet. Man, one of the coolest dudes. Like, um, I met him through Dalton, who plays drums for him in percussion, um, as, along with, you know, Ty. And uh, he hit me up. He was like, yo, bro, so like, I got a gig. I can't be there. Uh, it's in Ohio. It's with this group named Billy Gunther. It's a country group. Uh, can you learn like 40 songs in a week? Like, <laughs> you said, Hell yeah, I can you do said it. Dalton. <laughs> Sitzler, uh, I'm trying to think. Is this the same Dalton from uh? What's the what, what's the band? Did you go to Dying by any chance? I did. Oh shit! Is it what? What's the name of their band, man? Uh, You're talking about uh the three. What's the brothers? three? Three guy. Yeah. Wow. My God. The brother Elsley. Yeah. 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 Those yeah, guys. Is yeah. that the same Dalton? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I was like, Small I don't want to tell you because it's gonna that's, give it that's away. That's my guy. I actually saw them in Chicago like a year or two ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, him and I actually saw them with uh, who's my uh, who's who's the black dude they play with sometimes, and he played because he plays with the Lows as well. Oh. Uh, that's my ah, I forgot my man's name. You talking about Dwayne? Yeah. 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 yeah the drummer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All yeah. Right. So yeah, I know I know all of them. Small yeah, I was, world, yeah, man. I was in the same class <laughs> with them. Um, yeah, no, that and that's how that's how I met. Literally, like I went and played that show, and then went to my graduation the next day. Like we drove home in the morning, mm-hmm. and I went to my graduation, and I was like, "Yo, I've never like actually enjoyed playing with a country group as much as I enjoyed playing with these guys." Oh, that's, that's cool. Up, and bro. yeah, and then you know like. We, you know, there's there's always a little hesitation just in general, like if if it's not my genre, but they're they were so welcoming and they're like, hey, we know it's like forty songs and like, um, a week and we know you don't always play countries and and like, we just want you to do you like you mm-hmm. know do what you do, and then uh and then when they picked up Todd, um, I was like, this is the perfect fit. Like Todd's a beast. Todd Watts, that man is uh one of my favorite drummers to watch. Uh, and, and I was like, this is a perfect fit. And it kind of gave it like a, a rock show vibe, but country. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is dope. And like, he can play drums for real, for real. Like, he's not somebody who you're like, oh, that's boring. Like, you watch yeah. Todd. That's important. Yeah. That's and that whole band has that same energy. So R- shout out to them. Really random. Well, cause, like, just going Brother LZ. So I was watching, yeah. uh, I was just watching some shit on Hulu not too long <laughs> ago, right? 
And I, you know, because I'm a cheap son of a bitch, I don't pay for the, I pay for the network ones with commercials. Yeah. You yeah. know? Which Absolutely. is getting so annoying, dude. Yeah. The amount of commercials is fucking Man, absurd. they doubled that. There was sure. a four years, bro. <laughs> my point where I'm getting at, though, you're right, but <laughs> my point where I'm getting at, there was a four commercial on there, and I hear a song from no other than Brother Elsie yeah, on, on yeah. the four commercial for Hulu. So, like, shout out to them, man. Yeah, man, yeah. they're yeah. doing that thing, man. Shout out to all them, for real. Uh, went to school with them as well. Like uh, they were just solder came out of that school. Yeah, like, yeah. man. A couple people came out of that. I got more drumming questions and shit, but let's oh, quickly absolutely. get to E Man's beer before. Oh yeah. Um, so while we are tasting up the um, beer of the week, we like to read off like birthdays and um, the people that we lost um, with us. But I'll let E Man introduce the beer first. Before yeah. I do that. All right. So over from our friends. Well, not not our friends. Yeah, I don't think we ever had anything from them, but they're soon to be friends from Elk Brewing. We have one of the most interesting, easy puns I've ever seen of a beer. PB and Jaylee <laughs> Amber Ale. So the PB and Jaylee uh, is made with Concord grape and peanut butter sandwiched together for a delicious time. It's peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow us on Untapped at Beats underscore and underscore brews. Looks like it has an average rating about 3.69, no IBUs, and 5% ABV. So it's going to have, like, uh, it's not enough booze to it, but it's going to enough to have, like, I think this is going to be more of a flavor profile like beer. Mm. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. Uh, excited. So it's an amber ale, so should be balanced, shouldn't be too, should be kind of sweet, but like not too, like, not too much, I'm thinking, because it's not, I'm, I was actually expecting this to be a sour, to be honest with you. But right. Well, before we uh, tip those up, we want to say goodbye to some of the people that we lost in the celebrity world uh, last week, and then also we have some birthdays to read off, um, but most notably that I saw was... Uh, Squeak from Saba's Pivot Gang uh, passed away, which was really sad because he was pretty young still. Um, Charlie Watts, the drummer of Rolling Stones, passed away, which is crazy because that man literally played with them for fucking 50 years. And like, I don't think he ever missed a show. No. And like, that not man once. was incredible. <laughs> yeah, he was like, even he, during like quarantine, <laughs> he was playing with them. Yeah. Like, it's super. And you, you kind of knew something was up when he announced that he was going to take some time off and he wasn't going to go with a new tour. You're like, Fuck, man, it must be something up because he ain't missed a show in 50 years. So <laughs> that's pretty crazy, and that's really sad. I mean, one of the most iconic bands of all time. Um, and then Ed Asner, uh, the actor, uh, passed away. At, I think he was like in his 90s at this point. You most recently probably know him as the old man from Up. Uh, in the, But he's been in like a gajillion fucking movies and shit mm-hmm. over the years. Um, and then this one really fucking hurt my heart, dude. I almost fucking cried on the goddamn RV on the oh, way yeah. back. Yeah. Um, Michael K. Williams. <sighs> okay, Williams hurt. Um, who you probably know most Omar. notably know as Omar from The Wire. Omar Little, uh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah. And he was Chalky uh, White in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. I mean, he was in a million things, and he was always... I honestly... So I have this thing that I do because I'm a fucking nerd where... I always... like Because I love film. I love movies and TV. And I always, like while I'm watching shit, think about... If I was like a, a Martin Scorsese and I, you know, I could get whatever fucking actor I wanted to be in my shit, who would be my all star cast? And he's always been in that list. Always, oh. always, always. Cause he's like, he'll take like a character that, you know, could just be like a pretty cookie cutter, copy and paste type character and put so much heart into it. Like 
Omar, you got like invested in like his personal life outside of just him, you know, robbing all the fucking drug dealers and shit on the wire. Like, and just recently, the the episode about the Tulsa mass or Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre on Lovecraft Country. Mm. Holy shit, man! That was like, yeah, really, really. Have, did good. you ever watch the episode of the Reservations with Anthony uh, Boudin? Boudin, Boudin? and uh, it was like Michael just K. Williams. They went to no, East. No, but I heard about yeah. that. Yeah, there's yeah. a picture of them that was floating around the internet. Yeah, yeah man, I was uh. I, I haven't watched it yet. I want to go back and check that out. Dude, this, this is a tough loss, man. Oh, yeah. In general, like that dude was in so many iconic roles. Like, I even even like little roles. Like he was in like the pur- like one of the Purge movies, and he like like one of the most oh he was awesome. He was the best that. part in yeah, that movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was in two K. Yeah, he just was in the video game. Oh yeah, too, you're right. He yeah. was in two K. Yeah, twenty two, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah twenty one. Oh, twenty one yeah. last yeah. year. Yeah, and then yeah. also I think worth noting because I listen to a lot of New York radio shows. Like I listen to Hot ninety seven every day. Um, their morning show. And they wanted, they made it clear on there. They were like, aside from him being this amazing actor, he mm-hmm. was like a community man, like no one's yeah. business. Like yeah. they were like, you'd be hard pressed to go to any community event in Brooklyn and not see Michael K. Williams there. Like if you didn't see him there, it was weird. Like mm-hmm. he must have either been on set somewhere or doing something because mm-hmm. he was always, always there. And then also, he got his start as a fucking dancer, and I never knew that. I didn't know like that. Wow. I did, he got his start he as a the, dancer. He had that Tupac start. Yeah, he, yeah, he was like he was choreographing videos for like uh, pop artists and shit. Like <laughs> so, yeah, Damn, he like dude. done it all, man. So uh, and um, man, dude, his his DMX tribute that was amazing, right? I, I was, I was that, when it first came up. I'm like, is DMX on fucking stage right you now? You feel me? I, was, I literally <laughs> had to do a double take. Like, nope. It's just a, a great actor. It's yep, just, just a great actor. And then also, he's a fucking uh, super talented jazz uh, trumpet player yeah. too. Yeah. So like that guy could just do it all. He was in that Motherless Brooklyn movie, which was kind of an okay movie, mm-hmm. but the music part of it was fucking phenomenal. And, yeah. And so that was in there too. So yeah. rest in peace, Michael K. Williams, man. That really fucking breaks my heart. Man. I got I got something to admit, guys. Huh? I've never watched The Wire. You've never seen The Wire? Oh, you got right. home. You know why? You, you know you. why? So <laughs> I am currently on this, and you know this. Yeah. I am on this binge right now Curb. where I'm going back and watching yeah, yeah. Curb and Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. I'm going back and watching shows I missed over the years right yeah. now. So right now I am on Curb Your Enthusiasm and The Sopranos. Okay. So I, I got to watch something funny with something serious to kind of the balance of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be like all fucked up in my head. Oh, so yeah. Like, you get crazy dreams <laughs> if you go to bed right after The Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, next probably going to be like Dexter and Weeds. Yeah. And, like, so like the other two to balance out. Yeah. yeah and, nah. then, and then finally, the last person on the list I had was, um, you guys won't know him. Well, some of you guys listening will. Um, a buddy of mine from high school passed away last week. Uh, his name is Scott Hubbard. I hadn't seen him in a long time. It'd been probably you know eight, eight, nine years since I've seen him. He used to come over to our condo uh, back when I had a condo in Canton. But um, I don't. I'm not even sure what the details are. I just saw someone post about it over the weekend, so um, I just wanted to send my love to his family and friends. And as well. real quick, t- yeah, con- my condolences, man. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it's rough. Uh, I do want to mention too uh, the. The Fuquan Johnson, the comedian, mm. yeah, that that crazy story with uh, Kate Quigley yes. and all that. Did you hear anybody? You hear mm-hmm. about this? No. So uh, Fuquan Johnson was a comedian, and he had, like actually a couple days before Mike. I think it was either a couple days or the day before the Mike. He was like Craig the Williams. day before, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, they he they passed away. It was like a group of them, like a party. They uh, all three people passed away uh, off fentanyl. of OD fentanyl mixed with cocaine. Wow. Kate Quigley, who was uh she was. Like the ex of uh, 
my man Darius Hootie. Rucker. She's Darius a really Rucker, funny comedian yeah. too, though. She's really good as a comedian. Really. Um, but yeah, she actually yeah. survived, and mm-hmm. she broke her silence and was just talking about everything like that because she it was all, it was the four of them, and she was the lone survivor out of that. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of things that's worth noting here. Like quick PSA. I'm not going to be the guy that tells you not to do drugs and shit, but there's um like. Just a small ass amount of fentanyl will kill you. Man, so like, no good. a lot of people frame these stories as like an overdose, you know. But that seems like a the wrong verbiage because you know, like these people literally could just been doing a line of coke and then they didn't wake up the next day because fentanyl is in it. So like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. Obviously, the best choice is not to do cocaine, but that's obviously kind of like ignorant to say. Like, come fucking preach about some shit. If you're gonna do drugs. Test your fucking drugs. They sell drug test kits Allegedly. all over the internet. Allegedly. Allegedly. No, I'm not saying I did anything. I'm saying <laughs> if you're going to do drugs, test your shit. They literally sell fentanyl test strips on Amazon for like a couple bucks. Like, yeah, really? Test that that's shit. That's yeah. That's yeah, probably so, a good thing to have. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to do it, you know, be smart about it. Because, I mean, you could obviously research. say, yeah, don't do cocaine. And everyone always says this every single time someone dies from it. But then you yeah. forget a couple months later and everyone gets, goes back to partying. And, you know, like you're at a party, you got a little loose off a couple of drinks. Someone offers you some shit. Mm-hmm. You don't even think twice about doing it. So test your shit. Know where you're getting your shit from. Mm-hmm. At almost every festival you go to, like Electric Forest, will pass out drug test kits yeah. to the kids in the crowd. So like, or, or just stick to the you know, the green goddess. That's the best. That's the or best option. To- stick to your weed and your booze. Maybe a little bit of mushrooms every now and again. You know, the organic shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even or even booze. I mean, everything's you know in moderation, guys. Definitely. Allegedly. <laughs> so, yeah. The allegedly right, so is killing. I did crack open this beer like yeah, yeah. while we were talking, and I gotta say. Well, I, I didn't even I get even, through the birthday. I haven't yet. even <laughs> sipped this yet, and it just the sm- like the smell aroma of peanut butter. It smells like straight up Jif in the studio oh, right wow. now. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, I am excited to try this, but yeah, yeah let's roll too. off the birthdays yeah, while you're so doing that. The birthdays quick, and we're gonna play the music for him. I'm just gonna rifle them off. Um, we had Robert Redford, legend. Dave Chappelle. Wow, there's a lot of legends on this list. Robert Redford, Dave Chappelle, mm. West Side Boogie, Joe Budden, Freddie Mercury, Adam Sandler, Bernie Sanders. Idris Elba, Avicii, Paul Walker, Jesus Christ, Two Chains, Jennifer Hudson, <laughs> Emily Rossum, Ludacris, and Taraji P. Henson all had birthdays within the last week. So to kick this off, shout out to Nappy Debbie. Um, and oh, Nappy and Debbie. shout out to Nappy Debbie. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how do we forget that one too? God damn it, I'm sorry. I'm better at reading off celebrity birthdays than like people I actually fucking know, <laughs> which is a terrible ass thing to say. <laughs> but anyways, kicking it off, here's a little how bit of dare West Side. You. <laughs> While we're tripping these up, I'm gonna start playing some of the music. Here is Tired Reflections from West Side Boogie. God, I Cheers. love this fucking song. <laughs> Can't wait for this man's album. Tired My favorite rapper. Shut up. Ain't trying to hear none of that. Some conscious shit. Oh wow. Talking about trying to be faded. Yeah, high. Yo, yo. They like nigga, we tired of hearing you poor. I show hard about how you in the struggle and how you at war. With yourself and how you not confident and you insecure. It's tired of that shit. I don't wanna hear that story no more. Tired. Nigga, ain't you tired of telling it? Ain't you tired of not being relevant? Ain't you tired of talking about your ex and your relative and digging up skeletons? Ain't you fucking tired, nigga, shut up. Right, I am fucking tired. I'm, I'm, t- I'm tired of working at myself, I wanna be perfect already. I'm tired of the dating process, I wanna know what's certain already. I'm tired of questioning if God real, I wanna get murdered already. Hey. So good, dude. 
The police are arriving on the scene. No one knows what's happened yet. Uh, we're waiting for. I can live this whole song wrong, but I gotta keep going. Uh, here's a little bit of Joe Budden for you. Shout out Abrab Music on the beat, too. This is All Love Lost. No, this is uh, Uncle Joe off Raising the Machine. Uncle Joe peep while the story is told. Look like I'm the last nigga to know I got old. Which is fine, it's Uncle Joe. I wear that age like it's a three-piece suit. Can't get to this type of flavor without the seasoning true. A Sunday at the space table, slamming cards hella hard. I still have to listen to his certified lover boy. Uh, <laughs> I, I need to. We'll get to it. <laughs> no, Joe Budden's breakdown. Oh, Joe Budden's breakdown. I knew Supreme and Queens. The Ross dropped BMF and y'all would sing in the streets. I'm a little different. I was thinking of me. A little bit of Queen. Oh, this, this is fucking ready. Oh, wow. Live version? Whatever. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. No, nah, roll with it. <laughs> probably, the, probably the best one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My first album was Swing. Really? of Jennifer Hudson. I don't really know too much music by Jennifer Hudson, so I'm just going to wing it on this one. <laughs> I know she's a beast, but... Beast. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson's a monster. Wow. I still want to see Respect. Oh, man, I still haven't seen that either. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Maybe I'll try to check that out tonight. Although right now I'm on the shy right now. I'm obsessed with the shy. Football's back, I'm going to be honest. That too, yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting on basketball. Tell him how much I really love him Cause he's everything I want He listens to me American Idol greatness right here. She was in uh, Adam Madge and Royal Oak for the premiere of that, by the way. She was where? She, so they did like a whole red carpet rollout at the Imagine and Royal Oak from Respect when it came oh, out. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That's tight. Um, I also think that Jennifer, this is. I don't know why I'm even saying this, but she's goddamn gorgeous. All right, let's see. And last but not least, pull up a quick ass track off here. Um, fuck it, why not play this one? It's hilarious. <laughs> it's the first one I saw. <laughs> Shout out Luda. I, was, I hope Luda puts out a new uh, album. <laughs> it's always so funny. Uh, his verses was hilarious. <laughs> Ludacris is the punch. Uh, still the punchline king for like uh, oh, decades. Oh yeah. Where you going? I still play this sometimes. I'm getting ready to go out. I might have to dress as Luda for Halloween. No police lights, no police sirens. I'm headed to the club, looking for a freak. Spread a little love and spread a couple cheeks. Pull up to the spot, 26 is like, damn. Eyes on me like, bitch, do you see him? Stroll through the front door, headed to the bill pill. Bought a couple bottles and I took a couple sips. Scoping out the room and what do I see? A nice round butt and a pair of double D's. So I 
crept up like shot it was happening. Killing that dress and I love it with a passion. Then she turned I tell you I went to chicken and beer. Huh? Like in Atlanta. There's an actual restaurant called Chicken and Beer. Is it probably, it's it's probably his? In the airport. Is it his? Oh, where? Yeah, I had a layover. So I, I've i never been to, I've actually never been to the city of Atlanta, but I had a layover I there. I want to, really bad. Really, yeah, really bad. Um, there, there's yeah. a lot of shit going on in Atlanta right now. Like Strip clubs. <laughs> the blue flame. Shout out Killer Mike. Anyway, um, no, man. So they actually have a chicken and beer restaurant inside of the airport oh, in Atlanta. That's crazy. It's so fucking it's 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 good. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's like really, really good. This was like maybe like circa twenty eighteen I had it. Wow. I don't know if it's consistently good, but when I had it, I don't know if it's just maybe the environment, it was just like, damn man, you were one of the albums I got in trouble for when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, like now sure. I'm in this restaurant. <laughs> like I've talked about that story on this podcast before about my mom buying uh chicken and beer for me and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and track one splash waterfalls like with the unedited version. Oh wow. And it she did Yeah, like Fuck listening to that. Yeah, I was in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> listen to that and then she goes, fuck me I'm about to throw some game and then my mom was like what the fuck did I just buy for you right <laughs> I mean to be fair it was called like chicken and beer but right like, fair that album nah, but, so goddamn incredible but it's just like you know hearing the clean versions on the radio and like BOT, BET 106 and Park at the Man. time and stuff like that like shout out to AJ and Free by the way clean but, rap yeah, song yeah. sucks oh, <laughs> it's <man>. the worst <laughs> so, so I had uh, my friend had Eminem encore, <laughs> and but it was a clean version. <laughs> oh, that's the worst! <laughs> and he burnt it for me because I was like, "Well, I, I don't have it. I want it." And so he like his mom didn't know he had it, even the clean version, mm-hmm. like at all. And then my mom was like, "I don't care," like because she knew it was a clean version, and she was like, "I mean, yeah, you already have it. I don't, I don't know what to do." Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I remember listening to it, and I was like, oh, this is dope. This is dope. I learned, like, every word on it, and then I heard the unedited version. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yep. This, this changes things. That changes everything. I remember the first time I heard the unedited version of the real Slim Shady, you know, the fucking the f- song that, like, popped him off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is way different. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I, I think I literally, I, like, in my young mind was like, I understand why moms wouldn't want us to have <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, for sure, I was like, and also I also remember like the wheels turned in my head. Like this is the best shit I've that ever part. heard in my life. That part, yeah. <laughs> it was like, a mixture. They can of both. say whatever I they do want. Remember <laughs> the following year, I got Crunk Juice and D12 World the same day. Which was possibly two two of the first albums I could have had as a 12 year old boy. I'm dead. Oh Anyways, God. this fucking beer, dude, it tastes good, man. Yeah. Um, it's not as thick as I thought it would be. I thought nah. it was gonna be like pause. Uh, I thought it was gonna be like, like I thought it was gonna be like motor oil ish. Like nah, <laughs> amber ale. So amber ale. It's actually a lot more carbonated than I was gonna be. To be honest with you, like so pause. Like it has like a creamy mouthfeel to it still, <laughs> but it's like more like velvety in a way like kind of like sm- like kind of like smooth but still like very like bubbly carbonated mm. that p- peanut butter aroma like just off the rip like once you just open the can it's like oh shit it just punched you in the face right there like a little little skippy like yeah. right there but then it has like it's more of like the like j- i think it's probably like fruited with like uh like concord like grape or something like mm. that possibly but it, yeah concord grapes but yeah uh no nah, man it's definitely like a peanut butter jelly pureed in a can for our consumption right oh, now with alcohol. Is elk bro- oh, so this is over Comstock by- Park, uh, Michigan. So mm-hmm. that's like over by where uh, Bell's is at, isn't it? That's yeah, Kalamazoo. Uh, yeah. around Kalamazoo area. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, Kalamazoo's west, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it's it like Grand Rapids? Oh, accents. thank you, wow. Eric, for the fat check. 
Sometimes I respond to Eric will chime chime in in the headphones and I forget that the other people can't hear him just I can and I will respond to him. Uh We can hear Eric, but you can't. (laughs) Secrets over here. Secrets being told. (laughs) I could never be one of those fucking news guys that have like the people in their ear giving them like live updates on shit because I would without a doubt respond to it. Like I would definitely talk back to that. You know, you know what throws me off too? Like when the quarterbacks have like the microphones in their helmets and stuff like that. I always think about stuff Mm -hmm. too. It's just like that would be so annoying. Like while like the crowd is going and they're trying to call a play but I'm like hearing like this coach talking to me I'm like shut up let me do it alright <laughs> no, that's like I, man I, I give so much respect to like high situations like that cause like high high pressure situations like that cause um, even me on stage like I'll get past notes in the mm-hmm. middle of the set by like you know something going on or a birthday or anniversary whatever like and it just it there's been certain times where yeah same thing like I'll get a note and I'll be like oh okay like, oh wait, I'm still on the mic. Hold up, my bad. I'm just finding the hands, and then I have to like recover because yep. I'm like, oh wait, you can't hear me. But that's how communication works. So, dude, I love I love watching the the relationship between the bass player and the drummer when I'm watching a band live because they're like constantly in communication, like the whole fucking set, and like they're oh, yeah. just so in rhythm with each other. Like that's oh, like yeah. the best marriage right there. The, <laughs> the bass and the drums, man. Man, <laughs> like literally, uh, and. <laughs> And I, I like to have fun, so like at the end, sometimes I'll like do this little breakdown thing, where I'm just like slowly breaking down the beat on the time. And one of the bass players I play with, he started following me. And I'm like, well, I mean, if we gonna go here, let's go here. <laughs> yeah, so, so at the end of the song, it's just me and him having a whole moment. Like I don't care about the crowd, I don't care about the next song. I'm just like, yep, we gonna have this moment right now. And we're gonna see how much on beat we are. Yeah. And he follows me every time. I'm I like, love that shit. Yo. I, I watch that shit all day. Like I think someone that's great at doing that is fucking uh Flea from the Chili Peppers. Oh, like yeah. he's, oh, he's, yeah. he's like I would love to just play go with off, Flea. bro. <laughs> Man, well, uh I got to play so he's like a, a he's like my mentor's mentor. Okay. Um but I got to play at a, a jam a couple times and at this like school performance with um Kern Brantley. Oh shit! Who, who's really? Like, yeah. Oh shit! And okay. yeah, like that's that's one. I I say my mentor's mentor, but he's done so much for me personally. Uh-huh. Um, and like, yeah, that guy. I mean, I besides all of the advice he's given me off of the kit. Um, when I played with him, I learned so much about pocket. Uh huh. Because he his pocket is insane, and he told me after he's like, yeah, I watch I watch drummer's foot. Like I literally watch and see when it's bouncing up. So I know when to hit or I know how to. And like my pocket was so much better because of him. So I was like, oh, I see the importance of that relationship now. Mm-hmm. Like if if Kern Brantley is this tight and it makes me better, I need that. Like I need my bass player to be like that. Yeah. Like and and he uh, he did a master class one time and he was breaking it down. He's like, um, you know, you don't have to do a lot to make people move. You don't have to do like you can do the simple things. It's just how you do it. You can put fills in the songs, but it's where you put them. Yep. Like, and his whole understanding of pocket is just brilliant. There's actually, That's I got to look it up real quick. There's a new documentary. I want to say it's on Hulu. Mm. It's either Hulu or Apple TV that's all about drumming. Uh, oh, yeah. It's on, uh, I think it's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Art of, Drum, uh, Art of Drumming. Is that what it is? Let's see. Hold on. Have, speaking of that, have you ever seen the movie Count The Sound Me In? Of, it is on Netflix. In. Yeah. yeah. Have you that shit was the, sweet. Have you ever seen the movie The Sound of Metal? That's a great fucking yeah, movie, with, man. With uh, oh, Riz Ahmed. If you're a drummer, you got to oh, watch Riz it. Ahmed. Riz Ahmed, yeah. yeah. So he's a metal drummer, but he ended up going deaf. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So like in it, the middle of a tour. Like in the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to like this uh commune for like deaf people and stuff like that. That's still like it's pretty much just learning how to like still process, you know, things without sound and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But then the whole time he's really trying to get like a surgery so he can get back on tour. Oh wow. But I don't want to get a whole movie away and stuff like that, but yeah, it's it's, it's a great movie. I actually, got nominated for Academy Awards. It was oh, his man. acting performance. Yeah, Riz Ahmed is great, phenomenal. That's from uh, what else was he in? He was in uh, Rogue One, Star Wars. He was also in that uh, that short uh, that mini series on HBO, The Night of. That was fucking awesome. Oh, word, really good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I got, I got a, I got an even bigger uh, secret that I'm gonna tell. Oh shit! Uh, I, I ain't never seen Star Wars. Really? Dude, that's uh, that's not like everybody's got that trilogy they never seen. Yeah. They've never seen. Like, yeah. I mean, I I'm wondering today. Well, no, it definitely did for me, and it definitely looked dated when I watched it. But like, I wonder if kids would even like. They'd probably look at that shit and be like, "This is trash, right?" See, the <laughs> old, you talk about the old ones, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the old, the old <laughs> I've I've like so many of my friends who are way more aggressive when I say that. They're like, "What? You never seen Star Wars?" <laughs> They've tried. They've tried mm-hmm. to sit me down. And like so, I've seen it. I've seen parts of it, and like for me, it was kind of it was like, all right, well, like from a production aspect, this isn't. This isn't the it doesn't. I feel like up. most it's, of the Star it, Wars nerd nerds were young when the movie actually came out, so that shit was actually like groundbreaking. But like yeah. when you watch it now, the effects are not great. Yeah. The acting is fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like it's really bad. Mark Hamill was not a good. I actor. think what it is is like the actual like. Because it's a time, I mean, it's a period piece if you really think about it. I mean, it. Like, I love it. It's, but, it definitely yeah. looks dated, but I think it's more of like because it's like such a like cult classic, like yeah. and groundbreaking for the time, like The Matrix, for instance. Mm. Matrix, it, to be that, honest with you, the cinematography does not hold up in 2021, <laughs> dude. And it's in, not that good Matrix. of a movie. I felt like in oh, 2020, man. I just watched it recently, and I was yeah. like. What the fuck was I? I am like, excited. Did you see the trailer? Speaking of which, did you see the trailer great. for yeah. the new Matrix? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it <laughs> does look great. It looks great. Yes. So, like, what's the concept? So he forgot everything, or like they're now in like a different world. I think that he's in like the. Nor- I think he's actually still in the Matrix, but like as like an average person or something yeah. like that. And I think he's just trying to. I get, I think they're trying to bring him back to becoming the one. What's again. uh? Like, wow. What's dude's name from uh, the Watchmen that's now playing Morpheus? I forgot his name, but I, he's also was that he's the same dope. dude from Candyman? Yeah, and he's in Black Mirror. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, I can't remember his name, but he's a fucking good actor. Uh, he was he was a uh, Black Manta too in uh, uh, Aquaman. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot his name, but I I just remember <laughs> I just remember that Black Mirror episode with him and Anthony Mackie. Yeah, that was crazy. Was <laughs> <still alive>. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of my favorite ones because it was like such a mind fuck. It, <laughs> it was just how he was talking. <laughs> it was so it's it's so like graphic and specific. Yeah. Like damn, the that's it just threw me off. <laughs> like even thinking about it still, but it's hilarious. It's if you guys haven't watched it, I think it was called uh, what was it? Striking Vipers was mm-hmm. that the name of the episode? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that was so. the same. Ep- that was the same season. It was like the three three episode, episode season, season like the Miley Cyrus bullshit. one and then something else. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, that's, right. that's crazy. Before we move on into something old, something new, I got one last question about drumming for you. Oh okay. Um, being that you play in different bands and different genres. What is your favorite type of music to play on the drums? Like favorite genre? Ooh, okay. What really gets you in your groove? Um, hmm. I would currently actually I've been listening to Alpha Mist a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alpha Mist has been kind of like my go-to. 
Um, and I've been, funny enough, I've been so busy this like last couple of weeks that I haven't had actually had the time to mm-hmm. like sit down and, and play them. But I like play it in my car and I'm like, yo, I want to play drums. <laughs> I want to play drums. Like I feel like I'm the ten year old kid, me again. Yeah. Like, I want to play this. Yeah. And um, yeah, for me, I think uh, I, like a lot of like neo soul jazz, like Robert Glasper yeah. Oh, yeah. element. Um, my like my idols are you know the Roots Chris, or Questlove, Chris Dave, um, uh, the Jimi Hendrix Experience just completely because they had multiple drummers. Sometimes. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, and then like um, Mitch Mitchell was a beast. Duh, Mitch Mitchell was like <laughs> a hero. Uh, Clyde, well, you did them inverted drum sounds like that was yeah. like fucking groundbreaking. Yo, when you did that shit. <laughs> I think that's what it really is for me. I love. I love weird drums. Like, mm-hmm. like Mitch Mitchell was a jazz drummer and an amazing jazz drummer, and then Jimi Hendrix comes along and like, hey, you want to play rock? And he's like, <laughs> he, um, he, yeah. Like, <laughs> but I'm but gonna I'm, do it my way. I'm gonna do it my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna be swinging the hell out of these drums. Yep. And like, uh, there was a time he broke down. I forget what song it was. Now he broke down one of the most famous Jimi Hendrix songs, and what he's playing is technically difficult. Yeah. Like, it's actually sure. technically difficult. It's just how he's playing it and the speed he's playing it at. It makes it seem like he's just sloppy. Mm-hmm. But, no, that man was clean. Yep. Like, he, he knew what he was doing. So, yeah, stuff like that. Like, I love finding I'm, – I'm a nerd, so. Yep. One thing Same. that was cool that uh, Lindsay and I got to do in Nashville was there's a museum called the uh, – it's, like, the museum – the National Museum of, like, African-American Music. Oh, yeah. Dude, it is so crazy in there, Duh. like, because it's, like, just straight-up interactive. Like, they have you have, like, a – like a mock booth like where they put you like they'll have you like put a word on this there you could freestyle there's like these little wristbands you get that are interactive so you can play like period pieces so they have like things from it'll range from slave hymns all Mm. the way to like Kendrick Lamar as far as like Uh. the amount of music they had and then you like scan the song and stuff like that and then after you walk out the museum, they'll just like make like a playlist for you of like everything like you scan and stuff like that, so you can go back and listen to it, dude. It was wild. That's really nice. <laughs> I just want to shout that out. Like that was that was like just a really cool like yeah. thing to see. One thing I do have a critique of that, I did not see any in a J Cole thing in there. Oh really? Right. In the hip hop <laughs> section, there was, there was everybody you could think of. I just didn't see J Cole, and it was the other one I didn't see. I didn't see the weekend either, but huh. I saw his merch. But that's funny. Yeah. He fascinates me. Like the weekend and his career fascinates me. Straight that up, that dude did not want to be photographed, videoed, nothing, and then was like, "Hey guys, I'm doing a Super Bowl now." <laughs> like, and, yeah, and like, um, you know, I'm 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 very big in like subtle signs, and like that last the music video he put out where he was like all covered up in the plastic surgery one. Yep. I was like, this tells so much about this man's like life. Uh-huh. Like I. I'm a little worried for the weekend. I'm just <laughs> slightly worried for the weekend. Um, I also worked his show one time when I was a stagehand, and Dave Chappelle was there. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> like, he was in the back. That's when I met Dave Chappelle. And, That's like, crazy. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, so if, if Dave Chappelle is in any music situation or any artistic situation, there's something special here. So I'm just trying to, I'm like, okay, I know the weekend's dope. But why is he so dope? Like, why does he have Dave Chappelle attention? Like, yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure out. So his whole career. He is had like a whole. So my thing is because when when did when did House of Blues come out? Like 2011. Man, it was like, like yeah, minutes. that was a minute ago. Yeah. So I just remember that between that Thursday and then what was the other mixtape that he had around that time? It was uh, the, trilogy. 
The trilogy was like the combination of those nah, three. Yeah, that was, was House of yeah. Balloons, Thursday, and something else. So that's all. Was the third I forget. One. It was those, and then like I just remember those three mixtapes. He did like he didn't want to show his face. You really didn't know who he was. He was just like a voice to it for the mm-hmm. most part. And I think Kissland was the one right after that, and that's when you kind of like saw who he was a little mm-hmm. bit. But it's just crazy that dude's career to directory from like that guy who never wanted to be, you know, really seen yeah. to now doing the Super Bowl. And he's still getting insane. better. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I think I, got, I think his last album, and I love the to, trilogy, but the last one's my favorite. To your point, uh, Will. Yeah, I yeah I I see what you're talking about. Like he kind of it, it seems like a spiral. Almost. Yeah, like it kind it it like I feel like he's actually in a similar shoe of like not not uh, status wise, but in a similar shoe of like Michael Jackson, where it's like I'm not sure if he actually wants this life. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he actually wants this pop life, but he's like stuck in it. But now. he's like stuck in it now. Yeah. So it's like he got it, too big. Yeah. I think it's all theatrics for the weekend right now. I think he wants it bad because he's already he's... locked and loaded with an album. Here's a, it could be that too. Here's right. the one thing I do love about he like great. especially especially the After Hours album. Uh, I I just love when you can really commit yourself to like a character for a whole album. That I, I, always, I always love that, yeah. and I always me personally as an like as an artist, I'm like man. I want to get to that part, like how you can actually commit like yourself to like a role for like. I think that's fucking dope. Like Like, I I thought that was like. There's very few people that can really like pull that. Like I know Tyler kind of did it with Call Me When You Get Lost. He does it almost every time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Igor, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I mean just the artist that can actually really do that, like play like this role, and it might even be separate from like them as a person, mm-hmm. but it's like you know, like a start, still part of like your subconscious, like you're putting on like record, you know. Yeah. So I always like, figured like just like from a creative standpoint, that is so dope to be able to do that. Oh yeah. I think his next album, maybe, and maybe he's like uh, that theme of that is like this could be like the end of this specific sound i've been doing like maybe, maybe. that's maybe the next it, I think one's it's gonna called, be less dark you know what, what I mean? was it called what's it was supposed to be called the uh what was it the, the, the don what's the was that's the, the that's the weekend i think next project called oh that's like, what it's called the, oh really so you got like after hours that and then makes like sense. the dawn yeah. like the morning after what, is, what if he's rapping his ass uh, off the whole album <laughs> I, I, love I would be i would here for it i, I would be here if he brings back the style i would be here for an able rap album hell yeah that would be crazy speaking of which did you ever see the episode of him on uh i don't know how we got into this make this a weekend pod but did you ever see the episode of uh american dad with the weekend on it no no it's fucking hilarious i gotta see that he actually has a song uh the so the whole premise of it was roger actually takes the weekend spot like because he wants like a normal life but the whole episode Haley's trying to sleep with him (laughs) (laughs) and like jeff's actually offered to it but like the spoiler is that he's he's actually been a virgin this whole time (laughs) he's using his virgin powers to win grammys Hold on, actually, the song that's the song he has in that show is fucking fire. By the way, Neil, if you want to pull it up, oh, see if I can find it. that's hilarious. I'm surprised you've never seen that. I love American Dad, by the way. Yo, but. it took me a minute. It took me a like I had to realize how sarcastic they truly were. I'm like, do they think this is funny? Oh wait, that's what they're doing. This is brilliant. Okay, <laughs> it's like so. It's like one of those self aware shows. You know, you know yeah. who else is a good show like that? A lot of people shit on it. Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans Go is probably oh. the most self-aware cartoon out there because they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They actually did an episode with uh, De La Soul, like kind of oh, like where snap. Tommy Boy was like the villain or <laughs> something like that. Okay. So yeah, it's just but, like shows like that are just you can't really. Oh yeah, no. Hold a candle to man, it's just dope. 
All right, these are super long on here, so I think they just have the whole episode. Nah, shouldn't be. Hold up. Just a week in American Dad. It should just be like a three-minute song. Oh, yeah, no, no, I see it. Yep. The Weeknd's Dark Secret. <laughs> Roger singing Starboy. Roger singing. <laughs> Are you sure you'll be okay if I sleep with The Weeknd? If you sleep with The Weeknd? When you sleep with The Weeknd. Oh, wow. No, I'm not sure. Hold still. You really think The Weeknd will sleep with me? I've given you the tools. You've got to do the hammering. you want to fast forward, like, I think, like, 20 seconds Hold in. Still. I think it's going to start 20, 30 seconds. Hey, I got your text. Everything okay? It is so tight. Massage. What's it? I have a confession. There you go. I've never told anyone this before. Had a lot of girls in my day wanted more from me. But there's only really one way to start a family. And I know you can't believe it's true. But I'm man enough to say to you, I'm a virgin. Never got close enough. <laughs> I see you looking in a strong way, but I won't give it up. Supermodels, they were all fake, cause I never hunt. And I know you, I know you want to. This proves that he can sing anything that sounds tight. <laughs> oh. I need the lies in the big talk. Let's transition on into something old, yeah, something new, because we're, we're a little bit late. Long. Yep. Um, yeah, so on our podcast, we do a segment called Something Old, Something New, where each week we talk about one album that's, or it doesn't have to be just one, it could be more than one, mm-hmm. but an album that, you know, could be five to 55 years old, and then one that's like brand new that we're listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I can't even remember who started it Dude, last time. Uh, <laughs> you just, we started with Something Old, right? Yep, Something Old. Just go for it. Okay, cool. Because I had that whole episode. Mine is, this one was an easy pick for me this week because we just celebrated the anniversary of an album that is um, pretty iconic in hip-hop, and that would be Jay-Z's The Blueprint. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so The Blueprint turned 20, I think it was yesterday, actually, um, which is... There's like always a d- debate between Jay Z fans, which is the better, what's the best album of Jay Z? Is it the Blueprint or is it Reasonable Doubt? Or for Black me, Album? Or Black or Album? Black but album. the Black Album is a little bit of a cheat code because that like it literally had everyone and their mother on that yeah, shit producing. It, and it was like it's supposed to be <laughs> his last to, album. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, that was a little bit of a cheat code. But um, I I still like a Reasonable Doubt more than the Blackout or uh, the Blueprint. But um, this album still is amazing, and this is where. You know, you started to see a lot of Kanye West production on there, so um, that's what I wanted to play, actually, because I'm like, it takes me to a time where you didn't have to question if Kanye West was going to come with some fucking heat, <laughs> you know what I mean, which I kind of miss all that shit. Um, I don't have to talk too much about it, because everyone knows Jay-Z, everyone knows what he's about. Um, I just wanted to play this, because I was like, God, this beat, Kanye just destroyed this. This could have been on the American Gangster soundtrack, honestly, the way it sounds. Wait, that's your eight. Okay. Like, what side guns on this? I didn't know that. Young fuck spitting at me 
young rappers getting at me. My nigga big predicted this shit exactly. More money, more problems, gotta move carefully. Cause yeah. faggots hate when you getting money like athletes. Youngins ice grilling me. Oh, you not feeling me fine. It costs you nothing. Pay me no mind. Look, I'm on my grind, cousin. Ain't got time for fronting. Sensitive thugs, y'all all need hugs. Damn, little mans, I'm just trying to do me. If the wreck is two mil, I'm just trying to move three. Get a couple chicks, get them to try to do E. Hopefully, they're Menards before I reach my garage. I don't want much, fuck, I drove every car. Some nice cooked food, some nice clean drawers. Bird ass niggas, I don't mean to ruffle y'all. I know you waiting in the wing, but I'm doing my thing. Where's the love? God, this song is so goddamn good, man. That beat is so crazy, you know, man. It's funny man. you mentioned. I think that was like the song in the trailer for American Gangster. It's not even on the American Gangster. No, it's not on the soundtrack, but it was in. The, it, it could w- be. I think it's it also like been in a commercial trailer. before. It was the tr- like the song that was like in the trailer for like the American it Gangster. It could have been. Yeah, it, yeah, it definitely been. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, could, yeah. that sounds right. Because that shit doesn't it sound like it? That movie that has movie I quality thought that to was, it. You know? Yeah, because originally I thought that was gonna be on the album, and I was like, oh yeah, this was already on the fucking blueprint. But. I feel like Kanye's <laughs> head was probably like, this shit's gonna be in a movie when I made it. You know, he's like, right. I know what I'm doing with this shit. Right. All right. Man, my... I miss that d- depend or that reliable Kanye West. Scoopity poop. Scoopity scoop. Scoop. No, actually, you know what? I like. I'm not. Don, I'm not gonna talk about Donda as something new or anything like that. But I do want to mention it. Honestly, we well, gotta about go something old first. Twenty. I. I, I know. I'm. I'm okay. getting there. I get there. I already got All myself right, an sure. queued up. <laughs> but let me. Let me do this real quick. For sure. So, out of twenty-seven songs, there's only about eight or ten I would keep. Man, I just want to throw it out mm-hmm. there right now. I do. Like, I love the weekend one. I love the Griselda one. I love the Locks one. Uh, there was a couple other ones on there that were like great. Jail pisses me off because of the drums at the end, or else it would be that great. I I think that you should have combined that with the debate with the baby. That's probably the best the baby verse I've ever heard. By the way, on the was, second part, I, a lot of people are saying it, he watched Jay Z, and I didn't hear the baby one. But I thought the Jay Z verse was trash. I'm like, this sounds like he doesn't even want to. He be phoned here. it in. He definitely, <laughs> he definitely phoned that in. It wasn't even. It wasn't even a terrible. It was a bad whole verse, but it wasn't a bad verse overall. Yeah. I would say. But anyway, we'll get back to but, that. But yeah, like, I want to go into some. Yeah, all right, let me. Do my something old. Uh, I also went twenty years old. Nice. Uh, as of a couple days ago, and I think I mentioned this as my something old a while back. But I still love this album because it's one of my favorite bands of all time. System of a Down, Toxicity. Oh my totally. god, I love that okay. album. Yes, one of the so albums good. I own on vinyl. One of the albums I go back and listen to all the time. Like mm. I still love it. Like Surge, like Surge and Darren. Like they both. You can always tell which one writes what song because if it's like a political like type song. Serge really wrote it. If it's just like a straight up rock song, Darren probably wrote it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, that's why I always loved about that band, man. Mm. So System of a Down, Toxicity, like just start to finish, was probably one of my favorite albums. Just and they're always like on era. some like teaching you some shit too while rocking you the fuck out, like prison song and shit. Mm-hmm. Like when I build a prison, that song's so crazy, like. That, like that shit works better than coffee, bro. Like if you need to fucking wake up in the morning, just fucking blast System of a Down really Duh. loud. What should I, what song do you want me to play off? Ooh, Science. Oh my god, that song is fucking. Uh, let's Psycho Cocaine. <laughs> Psycho Groupie Cocaine. Crazy. Psycho Groupie Cocaine Crazy Five. Take you hot, <laughs> make you hot. Yeah, you know what? Let's go Psycho. Fuck <laughs> it. That song is so crazy. I don't listen to too many heavy bands like this, but man, I fuck with this band. <laughs> <laughs> I love this album so yeah. fucking much, man. 
drummer's a bad man, too. Uh, Shogo? Shogo? about Surge is like you fucking do this crazy like sporadic shit like that but then like when he gets to actually singing like his fucking singing voice is beautiful like, yeah, yeah. like he, oh, he break off like, in like a whole ballad if he wants <laughs> you know to. what I mean a like, uh, little bit of facts about the album Toxicity is the second studio album by Armenian American heavy metal band System of Down released on September 4th 2001 uh, one thing I, I found cool about this like when I was just reading like the little breakdown so content wise, it contained like a bunch of different stuff. Like as we were talking about, like how he'll teach, like he'll teach you something while you're rocking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talked about mass incarceration, yep. so prison song, CIA involvement, uh, the environment, police brutality, drug addiction, scientific uh, scientific re- reductionism, and groupies. Yep, yep. <laughs> so it covered like a to. wide <laughs> range of topics. And it, so it's just crazy, man. And I oh, I actually didn't know they uh. That year they headline, they co-headline with Slipknot in the Iowa World Tour. Oh, cool! Actually, because Iowa, oh Iowa from uh, Slipknot actually turned, I think twenty uh, a couple days ago too. Oh, really? I forgot about that. One. Yeah, I, I never really fucking listened yeah. to Slipknot, so I don't know. I've never heard of Iowa. I don't think. No, Iowa. No, that's that's uh, Slipknot. That's Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slipknot. What did I say? System of a Doubt. I meant to say Slipknot. Yeah, sorry. Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iowa from Slipknot just turned twenty-two. I think not too long ago. Yeah, I've never time. heard that album before, dude. It's. I, that's that is their first like breakout album. I it's not my favorite though. To be it's honest, it's not your favorite. It's great. It's great. It's a great album. It's just not my favorite from them. But their drummer just passed away recently, didn't he? Yes. Slipknot's yeah, from wow. cancer. Yeah. yeah, that's what it ended up being because yeah. I never I wasn't sure what I the. Thought uh, it was, oh, it wasn't can- no, it wasn't cancer. It was a. Uh, I don't think they ever released. Yeah, I don't think they did either. And he was relatively from. young. I mean, he was only forty-six years old. So uh, I was always curious what the fuck he uh, died thank from. Thank you for mentioning that. We did. I think we said it on the podcast, but I don't think we ever found a cause of death for that. That's but crazy. yeah, about you though. Any you uh, listening to any old music? Hmm. That you got um, in mind? I'll, yeah, as you well, I was just talking about this album. I, I feel like I talk about this album a lot. Uh, it's just one of my more like I think one of the most influential albums. Uh, of its time and um, still very very relevant today. Uh, but what's going on, Marvin Gaye? Fuck hey, that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think that uh, I think that if you don't listen to that album carefully, you'll miss. You, you can miss totally. a lot because it's the music is amazing. It's amazing. Um, but if you listen, that 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 album will teach you a lot. Dude, his so. Marvin Gaye is my favorite because he like the fucking like the little like. Almost like subtle runs he would do, and like just oh, like his yeah. falsetto is like fucking unmatched, bro. Yeah. It's like so good. The seventies, like the fucking falsetto singing that was going on in the seventies yeah. was fucking bonkers, dude. Oh, yeah. dude. So and, everywhere, and so to everywhere. think like the fact that him, I mean, his personal life was messed up. Crazy, bro. Got shot by his dad. We were yeah, just got twice. shot by his dad twice. So we were just talking about this. How is there not a biopic movie or like a fucking compelling Man. documentary about him dude, yet? Like it's it's, crazy. that's probably coming. They just released. 
the Rick James one just came out. I feel like oh, he I has. Watch a, that yeah, shit. I feel I like Marvin Gaye is not far behind. It has yeah. to be. I mean, all I'm saying is like, his dad literally told him like, "Do this again, and I'm going to kill you." Mm-hmm. And he did. Like yeah. that's just th- that sequence of events alone. Like, and you're on stage performing while all this is going on. And I feel like a lot of those like super religious motherfuckers are like mentally unstable. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the like to be that God fearing that like <laughs> that you like frame. Like you don't like what your son's singing about or what he's mm. like, how he's living his life. So you're gonna fucking shoot him. Like, uh, where's the logic there? Like, I don't get it. And the <laughs> crazy thing was like, you know, the story I heard was he actually Marvin Gaye knew. Uh-huh. Like he, he was like, he was like, yeah, no, I know that if I break up my mom, and my dad, he's going to shoot me, yeah, and kill me. And like apparently he was like, do it, yeah. Like, no, I know, I know he's gonna kill me. I want you to. Uh huh. I'm like, that's that's crazy. That's like, nuts. That's, mm, that's just, that whole story is crazy. And I mean, yeah, and then, you know, the whole parents not approving what you're doing, him beating on his wife and everything. It's just, the whole story is crazy. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Uh, um, what that song? Dude had, uh, that dude lived a life. A life. Oh, my dude. God. Hell, yeah. I mean, the women fucking loved Marvin Gaye. Like, I'm a straight man, and Did I'm attracted know? to Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I actually just found out that... Uh, Completely unrelated, but to like Marvin Gaye. But I was just looking up the Slipknot thing, like with Iowa album. So uh, yeah, blo- Volume Three is definitely my favorite off there because before I forget, Duality was like how I got into him. Mm. I know Rick Rubin actually produced this album. <laughs> I found out. He's done a lot of shit. He produced the Slipknot. Uh, wow. album. Didn't I know that? What do you want me to? Put? There's so many goddamn good songs. Man. on Marvin Gaye's got I had classics, to, man. I was. So, uh. Man, Inner City dude. Blues is fire. Mercy, Mercy's fire. Flying high in the friendly skies, fire. Um. Ooh, inner city blues for sure. Yeah, awesome. Ooh, yeah. What's going also on? one of the, one of the greatest hip hop samples like it's been yeah. used oh, so yeah. many times. Oh yeah, That's just sure. like music. Yeah. <laughs> Was that Eric Sermon that did that? That Marvin Gaye sample? Just like music. Man, I'm gonna have to look it up now. Probably though. Every time I hear this song, it makes me think of Hardball. I gotta play you guys. <laughs> I gotta play you guys something directly following this. Just, so you, just. I gotta hear. So I, I was finally like able to hear some of the stems by themselves too. Oh man. This? Yeah. Of like the album. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> This I live, this I live 
recordings in this day, era just sound so much more organic and beautiful. Oh, like yeah. you can just picture the studio being it's filled raw. with musicians actually mm-hmm. playing. You know what I, I mean? I think it's because because <laughs> like we listen to more polished music these days. Well, we also so. listen to shit that's a lot of it's created on a fucking beat pad <laughs> or a drum machine or fucking Pro Tools. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like <laughs> that. No, all right. So I want to play too, this. But I think it's like more of like just because like when you have like all of them together and stuff like that, like it just sounds more. Yeah, like you said, it's more authentic. But yeah. I think it's more raw because we listen to more like cleaned up like polished music yeah, yeah, today yeah. than we did than they did in like rock because they had more like rough tracks mm-hmm. like there was no punching in or some shit at that at, oh, you know for at sure. those no, days no, definitely so, wasn't like, it, no, you had to re-record yeah, the whole yeah. shit and that, that was <laughs> that was the thing too like the music the level of knowledge that the musicians had to go in with like um you know talking like dennis coffee and like mm-hmm. those people from motown Man, like they, yeah, it was that serious. It's like if you want to get hired, you got to know how to do this. Like, you, um, like you heard about on one take. You heard about the story with uh, what was it? Who's my man? The Beatle, like, was it some the drummer for the Beatles? Oh yeah, oh, we talked. We uh, talked about that story Ringo, on here before. Yeah, yeah. Ringo and uh. Ooh. <laughs> Quincy Jones. Quincy, yeah, Ringo and Quincy Jones, you heard the story? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quincy couldn't, couldn't get it right. He was like, just go take a smoke break. And then the, the different yeah. drummer come and play it. <laughs> Man, yeah, I was, re- I was recording a track one time that happened with the bass player. Like, the band was like, hey, we need to have a meeting real quick. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, just do your thing. And the meeting was, okay, so um, it was it was the, the produ- one of the producers was a bass player. And then the guitarist could play. And he was like, Hey, so do you want to play or do you want me to play? <laughs> like he didn't even ask him to replace it. He was just like, "Do you want me to play? Or you want to play?" He's like, "You play." Like, oh, oh, he's getting cut. Yep. Like, <laughs> All right, so I wanted to play this right after because listen to how fucking Marvin Gaye this song oh, is. Yeah. This is off of hers last album. Oh. Um, it's actually Ooh. featuring Thundercat. By the way, was not they didn't have anything for her at the museum either. Oh, shit. that was what? another one. Now, they had like a video thing, like because they had like a whole thing with. Uh, uh, Whitney Houston and stuff like that and it was talking about her influence and then they had like her in the end of that video oh, but cool. they didn't have like a little her like little display thing she's still but. pretty new but anyway so this song is featuring Thundercat it's called Bloody Waters and it is the most Marvin Gaye sounding shit ever I love it Mm. Feels like I'm running in slow motion 
that have such like a Marvin cadence to it? Like the way she's singing it and yeah. like the whole yeah. like. Oh yeah, you can tell the influence is there. I was about to say, I'm like, yo, is he a writer on that? Cause he, they might have had to give him credit. After right. him. Like, they, you know they, they, it could be something. Man, the state of check on that one. You know what I mean? I was just talking about that with somebody about the whole how music is now and like, yo, if it's this close, you gotta give credit. It takes oh, the yeah. fun. It, I like, I hate that. It, oh yeah, it takes the fun out of like sampling like that. Like yeah, even like picking like YouTube beats and shit like that oh, and stuff like bad. that. It's which bad is now. just bro. It I was, almost takes the creativity yeah, out of it when you go and like to the. That's why I mean I respect the business side of it, but it almost takes like the creativity about it. But like you need. Both they kind of yeah. go hand in hand, so yeah. it's kind of like a double-edged sword. But if I was yeah. like a Marvin Gaye level artist, like, and I'm getting older, you know, like, yeah. I would put it in my will: any musician can just go ahead and run free with my shit, <laughs> sample whatever the fuck you want free of charge, go have fun with it, just oh, don't man. bastardize my shit. <laughs> Yo, it's and it's crazy too. Some artists are really cool about it, and then some mm-hmm. are not. Um, but like, there's a great interview with uh, Rick Rubin and Pharrell, and they talk about. Blurred lines, mm-hmm. which oh I've, yeah, oh, I think I've God. seen that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that that was like the pin. They caught that, hell off that one. Hell yeah, man. and like literally, Stevie Wonder told him like, "Yo, you should hire a musicologist." And he didn't, and that's why he lost that case. Mm-hmm. If he had hired a musicologist, things would be way different. Yeah. They talk about that. I mean, on really, that separates podcast too. Like when they had they had a uh, what's my man name uh, Robin Thick. On yeah. the pocket, and they were talking about that lawsuit yeah. and everything like that. He goes, "Yeah, we uh, like he t- and he talked about the musicologist yeah. thing about that." He goes, "Like, yeah, honestly, like we, yeah, we got hit really hard off that one. And it yeah. was like fucked up because that was like my biggest single at the time. So I was like, <laughs> right, and it's still his biggest single yeah. out yeah, right for now. Sure. So he's talking about yeah, I think I was it's still performing high. shit. You said yeah, they still, still yeah, they still shit. do that. But he was talking about this like." How that kind of hit and stuff like that, and he really hasn't had anything since then. So he's been working behind the scenes. And then he did that. What was that Paula? I think after yeah, 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 so. yeah for his uh, now ex, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you could have argued that most of that song is different. It's just that fucking baseline, bro. That baseline is so like that's like the main part of that Marvin Gaye song that they. Well, I mean, yeah, even like the even the background little like the percussive stuff. Like he, Pharrell is such a genius for that production. Like when I when I heard just the production, I'm like, yep, he's a genius. Like that's that's exactly what I would do. Like I just got, um, I just got offered, you know, a a, a song to redo, and they were like, hey, we want it to feel like this. Mm-hmm. That's like the first question you get when you walk in the studio is like, yeah. we want it to feel like this, mm-hmm. uh, or we want it to sound like this. We want to have it make people feel like this. So yeah, of course you're gonna go in. You know, and and build a vibe, and he just did it so well. Mm-hmm. He just did it so well that mm-hmm. only a musicologist could have broke and been like, "This is how it's different." Yep. And this is how you guys need to like, man. And honestly, like, I think it only like, well, I mean, in this case, yeah, I guess like give credit. Uh, that's my main thing. Like, sample whatever the fuck you want. Just give proper due to who it's from. Like, yeah. I mean, there's shit like, listen to fucking. I mean, oh. Sting is still banking off of Lucid Dreams. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's that's kind of why, like, I'm I'm I get not being free with it, but also like, like listen to this one. So everyone knows yeah. this song, right? Everybody in the planet, because it plays at every fucking karaoke bar. And... Oh yeah, Tennessee yeah. We were just talking All about right. this. Yeah. Now. Now listen to Etta James. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. 
And it's funny because even Tennessee Whiskey, people think Chris Stapleton wrote it. Right. Like, yeah. no. no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Like, it's look literally it the melody from I'd Rather Go Blind from Etta James yeah, with a country song written or sang over it. Big Mama Thornton and Elvis. I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the big one with Hound Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that a big one. For he, sure. He admitted it. He was, like Elvis eventually came out years later. He was like, yeah, no, like she's my main inspiration. Uh-huh. My sound, the way I move my hips, everything came from her. Uh-huh. Like, and and they just were like, no, he can't say that. He can't say that. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, cultural appropriation. But, At least he admitted it. Like, yeah. stuff like that. No, I I, I, do, I give him credit for that because he came out like, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's that's what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or another one. And there's sometimes where the covers are better in a way. Like, I, I'd say I love Nina Simone's uh, mm. Strange Fruit more than Fuck I like. Yeah. yeah, more. Honestly, I liked it way more than I liked. Uh, uh, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. Who who originally did that song? Which one? Billy Holiday. Billy Holiday. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Um, and also like, I think another thing that like it keeps you relevant in a sense too when someone wants to sample your music because like I knew like we've talked about this on the podcast before like um, there's this Aretha Franklin sample in um, Miss Fat Booty by Most Def mm. and I knew that fucking song before I knew the Aretha Franklin song and then yeah. I go and because I'm a nerd. I'm like, oh shit! I love that sample. I want to figure out where that's from. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go back and do my homework, and yeah. then it opens up your world to all this new music that you and know that's you honestly, had to know about. You know what's crazy in hip hop for me right now? Hmm. People uh, using cadences and samples from like early 2000s. That's right. weird. That's, that's been a thing now. <laughs> I, I I almost hate hearing it because it's like it's still so new to me. Like, yeah, so that's a good segue into something new. I can't believe fucking Drake seg- or fucking sampled that. Dark fucking Kelly right track. said Fred. Dark. No, right said Fred. I'm too sexy. Like, oh my god, it's the, the goddamn worst, worst shit. That, that ever is the wrote. worst song on that album. I hate that track, and it's gonna be everywhere. I hate it's that track. The video is awkward as shit. Yep. Like, why is Kawhi Leonard in that video? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even. Yo. Kawhi Leonard is just standing in the. It's like they like got like all white on, like in like the desert and shit. So <laughs> we'll get out the mediocre ones out of the way first. I thought. Oh. All right, so I won't front. On vacation while we were getting drunk as fuck in Nashville, I was like, Certified Lover Boy sounds kind of good right now. But I realized it was because I was fucking in party mode and ready to like go out and take on my night. There- I got home and I tried to listen to it, and I'm like, did I have a different pair of ears on? Nah, dude. <laughs> there, are, there are some songs on Certified Lover Boy I like. There's a few, there's quite a few songs. There, no, there's like definitely a, there's definitely a bunch. There's definitely is a bunch. it Drake's best album? No. Not by a long shot. No, nothing is I mean, fucking it, with Take Care for me from Drake since. <laughs> for me, I, I think this is why I'm starting to enjoy Drake's music more because now I've taken off the blinders. I used to judge Drake in the same vein that uh, that I'm looking at Kendrick and I'm looking at J Cole. And now I just don't consider him in that same category. I mean, I know, like, popularity-wise, he's with those two. No, but, he's bigger. Well, he's yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. But I'm just saying, but, like, he, they're up matched with each other, like, because of the, when they came out and all that mm-hmm. shit. But he's not, like, a rapper rapper. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I, I just got to gotta start looking at him as a pop artist I'm that he is. I'm a pop star, he makes not pop a doctor. <laughs> They've got a formula. It works every time. Like, a lot of these songs sound like shit he's done before, but mm-hmm. there is some shit that's amazing. Like, this fucking... The intro, this champagne. TSU, this shit. Too. This shit is, wow. and 40 was in his bag on these beats, bro. Like, yeah. this beat is, this vocal sample. Yeah. The Project Pat track with 21 Savage. I could listen to this instrumentally. Yeah. This beat is so tight. Somebody who I respect heavy I've been high as a musician. Since the birth of my son. I told me to listen to this. Yeah. Man, fuck evaluation. Show me personal funds. 
It's the pretty boys versus the petty boys. Sold that already, got a whole new set of toys. Shit is so surreal, Drizzy Drake, you better enjoy it. Nothing else bigger than the OVO Letterman boys. Cashmere nits for the nighttime boat rides. Ollie got the first edition parked up roadside. The only sign of struggling is coming from those guys. I'm trying to just relay what I can see through my own eyes. And nothing tell the truth like the eyes will. Live so much for others, don't remember how I feel. Friends in high places and friends that are high still. Still manage to moonwalk straight through a minefield. So good, I can play this out. There's like a six minutes of just like straight rapping, <laughs> which I, that's what I, I like when Drake's like in that bag. Like he sounds yeah. good on that type of shit. Yeah. But um, there's just some songs that are like. Overall, I, I enjoyed the album. I'll definitely say that it's definitely more good than bad. Um, there's just some shit that it's girls like, how like did, girl. I hate yeah, girls like, like girls. How, that's what I was just gonna like, play. Oh, you say like, you a lesbian with me too? That's the dumbest <laughs> fucking line, Drake. How did that get through all of your team of people and no one was like, not only is it a terrible line, it's a garbage rap line, but in the climate that we're living in, we're like literally, he says me too, which is literally a movement, and then you want to throw some fucking LGBTQ <laughs> shit in there too. I, and once again, I'm gonna throw a reference to Little Dicky. You remember that episode he had that song "Me Too"? Yeah, yeah. He said you yeah. want sex, me too. But they said me too. But yeah, I don't know. But no, and also, man, come on, this album cover is so trash, yeah, bro. Yeah, with, like, the, with the emojis. You see this I didn't shit? think it was. Yeah. A, I didn't think it was gonna be his album cover, but it was. But overall, I enjoyed it. I gotta listen to it some more at home. I'm sure I don't really actually need to put it on ever by myself because I know I'm gonna hear it. Anywhere that we go, Anywhere. you know, <laughs> like because yeah. that's just how things work. But um, that uh, that was definitely one of the new albums. I think we all have the same ones pretty much. So we'll, we'll go through I, the ones I, that we have in common. I did first. listen to the Baby Keem album. I haven't gotten out. to that yeah. yet, and I really I did want listen to. to Baby Keem. So here's my that. thing with Baby Keem. I I absolutely wrote him off off Do Rag Activity because I fucking hate Do Rag Activity uh-huh. with Travis Scott. I still don't like that song to this day. <laughs> However. I did like uh, this album that just came out, mm. the Melodic Blue. Mm. Yeah, uh, got two Kendrick features on here. Yeah, that's you his cousin. That. Don, yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Don Tolliver and then Travis Scott with the Do Rag Activity. And track. I love this album uh, art. I so, don't know why. I think it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like man. That one. Uh, I think Range Brothers. I think the lead single. Well, not the lead single, but like that's probably like the most popular track that's been getting good reviews off of yeah. it. One thing I noticed too is that he's he has this thing where he. Kind of reminds me of Kendrick in a way, like voc, not like style wise necessarily, but like vocally. Mm. It kind of reminds me, like he has like kind of like that same like. Because I I didn't I just remember when Kendrick came when I first heard Kendrick like circa 2010 2011. I really like him because of his voice. And I think the very first thing I heard from Kendrick was "Look Out for Detox," mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I put Baby Keem at. Is where I like your voice. I really got to get used to you before I yeah. like, started liking you. But I actually went back and listened to the album like. Album just without those blinders on, mm. and dude, dude can rap. Dude can he's, rap his ass off, bro. Like, dude, and he's yeah. an artist, yeah. bro. He cares about making art. Like this has been a running theme ever since that Tyler Creator uh, or, uh, interview came out. We keep coming back to this, E Man and I. He cares. He fucking cares. <laughs> That's important to me. Yeah. No one sounds like what Baby Keem is trying to do on this album. No. Like he sounds completely on his own. Yep. Like this shit is totally like on its own island of like weird, interesting. Fucking tempo changing like a motherfucker, like all over the place on here. Like there's a couple it's crazy. Yeah, it's like how yeah, how like the beat split, like it a lot of the songs are like 
really two songs in one. Yeah. He like, splits yeah. off the beats and stuff the like that. The fucking Kendrick feature love, sounds like three you know or four songs You know how much I love one. that trend, by the way, mm-hmm. of like people doing it? I don't know who really started that. Uh, Kendrick's been doing it for a minute with yeah. all the tempo changes. I remember, I mean, I mean, going back to the weekend, House of Balloons. Mm-hmm. House of Balloons, Glass Table Girls. I mean, that that was one of the first ones I've heard do that. I love I mean, a tempo change right yeah, That's I, my favorite. I love that. <laughs> like, is this something different? No, this is the same fucking song. Right. <laughs> Should we play Range Brothers? Or should we play something different? Uh, we can man, go Rain. I love that song. We can man. go Rain, brother. Did you listen to this already? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. it. I love Range Brothers, man. That's that's right. my jam. I love that album. Yeah, here's Baby Keem and Kendrick, Range Brothers. Bad bitch, pardon me. I say what's up. So I put her in a cut. I need a girlfriend. He even uses auto tune interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two holes and I think I did too much. I got two phones and I don't know who to trust. I need a girlfriend. I need a Oh, we gotta let Kendrick play. Turn it down for a hot second. Talk a little bit. (laughs) Certain certain labels might say something. We try our damnedest not to get flagged out here. (laughs) Kendrick's just like, I'm gonna do some weird shit on here too. Yeah. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. I was just playing with the cadence though, okay. with the drums. I'm like, bruh, okay. that's so much fun. Yeah. I would, okay. I would play okay. behind Yeah, I'm like, I bro. Going through the motions, mad, impulsive, Benny. I want to buy by the rules. 
ice, shove aside with a vice. Boom. Fuck that boo, man, let me get some too. Life ain't always about your name and they mouth and the cars and the clothes and the jewels. Every little bitch that's born looking like soft porn only meant for your ego to bruise. Best when the hoes get bored and the points ain't scored, you gon' live in this world confused. Every day the hate restored and the fake get short. Fuck that, let me get some too. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. Right. Yeah, we were for time and label sake. <laughs> for sure. Well, all right. So this one you guys may not have listened to yet, but I'm obsessed. Um, her name is Yeba. Oh, she, yeah. You, um, t- you talked about that one. Yeah. Um, she's like over the years have popped up on these features where I'm like, who is this chick? Yeah. She's so dope. Like she sings on that same drug song with Chance the Rapper. I think that's one of the first oh, yeah. things I remember seeing her on. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done shit, you know, with Drake. Um, PJ, she's Morton. PJ Morton. Um, but yeah, she's just fucking phenomenally talented. Her voice is like butter to listen to. Mm. Um, and yeah, she put out a really, really good project. Um, I think it's called, yeah, the album is called Dawn. Mm. Um, it's got like, it's a mixed bag because she's definitely like, she does like singer songwriter type music, but it definitely has more of like a R&B hip hop leaning, um, Kind of vibe to it, you know it's what I mean? Funny you say that because Quest Love's on that album. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Quest Love's on it. Pino Palladino's on yeah. it. Like the art, the credits are crazy. Mark Ronson, I think, produced the yeah. whole fucking thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's dope. I'm gonna play the song Boomerang because this is one of the fucking ones I really enjoyed off of here. It's a good album. Um. Here's Boomerang by Yeba. Control in her voice is fucking it's, crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, I love you know shit. what I forgot to talk about? The fact that I got to see Sylvanesso, Brittany Howard, and Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Wow. Dude, yeah. honestly, it was one of the, like, I'm just going down it. I never, I was completely unfamiliar with Sylvanesso going into it. Uh, they are great, man. Mm-hmm. They are great. The band, they actually brought the full band for it, too. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the show, they did like this cover of uh, the Isley Shout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so fucking sick, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers is another one I I listened to, but I never was really familiar with. First of all, like she got a new album coming out. Yeah, she does. But and she's going on. T- I think she's at going to be at here not too long, not too yeah, much But uh, when I was listening to it, like she's very like mellow and low and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think when they put that show together, they put it in like Bonnaroo order instead of like energy order because she, de- she definitely should have not. Clo- she definitely should have not 
follow behind Brittany Howard. Oh no. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, never. no. Why would man, you so, even I wouldn't even want to sing after Brittany. I'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna go first. She said that. She was, she was like, fuck, shout out to Brittany Howard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna top that. She actually said that. I was like, <laughs> you know, one thing I do love about Phoebe Bridgers too, and I really respected there was like she has a very like dry sense of humor, but it's hilarious. It kind of reminds me, if you ever seen Letter Kenny, she reminds me of like the main character. Oh, yeah. wow. It's like a very dry like mm-hmm. humor, but it's it, but it's like her performance wise, like the the lighting and the pre- her stage presence stuff like that. And I love how she does like the skeleton theme too with yeah. her band. No, it was actually really tight. However, let's go to Brittany Howard. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anyone sing more powerfully Dude, loud than her. It's hearing Jamie crazy. live like was so it, the time that we, I think she played me like thirty or forty minutes. It, I needed more. Yeah, oh, I yeah. need I, I need a longer set that. from them. Like that was like just hearing those songs live. Like how she commands the crowd with her voice, her guitar playing, just like how she like will drop out the beat completely and just count kind of nowhere. Like nah, psych, bitch, I'm not done yet. Yeah, and yeah, come yeah, back yeah. Into it. It's just oh, yeah. so dope, mm. dude. Like. It was such a good. I'm I'm so happy like we got managed to pick up those tickets because it was definitely worth it. I am not familiar with Alabama Shakes too much outside mm, of like Brittany awesome. Howard. I mean, there's songs I know and stuff like that, but there's not. I'm not like it's more rock and a, roll driven. I'm not a straight up like fanboy like that, but I do love Brittany Howard's like solo music. So much. her solo That's music's like more like bluesy and sultry and, and shit, and Alabama Shakes is more like southern rock driven. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot more guitars and shit. I but love um, that yeah, besides the, on this, just uh, uh, tell you by the way, E man, ASAP Rocky's on this Yabba album. By the way, yeah, you told me. I remember you uh, put that in the text thread. Rocky's on there and Simino's on there. Is it Simino or Simino? How do you say Cimino. it? Simino. 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 Yeah. I'm fucking obsessed with him, bro. Simino he is, is so good. Tough, <laughs> like every verse he's on is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> all of all of uh, Spillage Village, man. Like yep. that, that project was crazy. Yeah, it really was. Dude. All right, but on to you. What's some new shit that you've been listening to? Um, I had to actually think about this one because, uh, well, I mean, the, the main thing I've been listening to is Nappy's new mm-hmm. EP. Not yeah. going to lie. Dude, Cloud we definitely got to play yeah. a little bit of that for sure. Man, Cloud 13. 13. Fuck. Yeah, um, Cloud 19's a beer, guys. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've been listening to that because, you know, we've been playing it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, ooh, uh, Black Pumas. Black Pumas, Black I got Pumas. to see live as well, man. Dog, they, they are. Isn't so he cold. from? Is he from Detroit? Nah, nah, no. nah. He uh, Vegas? I think he's. I thought he was South. Man, oh, you know, I might have been South. Yeah. Maybe they just mentioned. There's a song where he's like, he sings some line about Michigan, and I was like, Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, one thing about the Black Pumas though, I just, I like in the Grammys this year because they. They got nominated for a Grammy for the yeah, same album they fucking, won a Grammy for it was yeah. because they released a deluxe edition. I'm like these fucking guys, yeah. man. They, some, <laughs> they're dope, it. so I'm I not mad it. at it at all. There's so much fuckery that. about what they can consider in the Grammys mm. for the year. It's like this shit came out fucking three years ago. No, I, I got like I got to see Black Pumas <laughs> live a few years ago, man. They are they put on such a good show, man. And that's the thing. It's like yo, the fact that the dude was like literally homeless like two years ago. Yeah, that's nuts. and that's his story. Like mm-hmm. his story is how yeah I was homeless. And I just believed in this. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, bet, cool. They are from Austin, Texas, by the way. That's oh, what it was. That, Texas. That tracks. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. What song do you want me to play off of the Black Pumas self-titled um, album? If I never hear Colors again, it'll be too soon. So it's definitely that's, not that's play true. That. Nah. <laughs> I'm trying to even think which uh which which song. Hmm. Um. Let's go with. Ooh, know you better. Yeah, I just like the drums on that. 
Here's Know You Better out of Black Puma's self-titled album. Oh, shit, I still have turned down. <laughs> I'm going to get better at this DJing shit. Get the drums right off the rip. <laughs> this drummer is so cool, like, all the time. He just is in the pocket. Right. I fucking totally zoned out just there, and I just was like, oh, we're just listening to music now. I forgot that I'm doing a podcast still. <laughs> All right, let's play two more songs, then we're out of here. I got one get, for you, right, real three quick. more let me, songs, let me get the uh, Let me get the aux real quick. I'm going to play an artist for you, and I'm going to see if you can guess who this is, because we talked about him before. We talked about certain artists doing certain things. So he, this I guess it causes something new as well because this album came out like two weeks ago. Oh, word! I'm not gonna say who it is. So I have to guess this one. All right. I can't look at your screen. Okay. Right. It's hip. It's rap. This is one of those podcast episodes I could go like five hours. <laughs> you got the right one. Come from the trenches and I'm getting close to B. Private or in public, bitch, don't come for me. Made my sacrifices till they're comfortably. Got no patience for you suckers. I stay sucker free. First of all, I'm gonna hear what you feel like. I some shooters. I hope they don't shoot again. Shoot again. I was a hooper that hooped and hung out with hooligans. Hooligans. And I'm still laced, but by the grace, I changed the pace. So when the race bust down the face, times is great. One of a kind, they know I'm the nigga, they recognize a stepper. I pull up to my hood, they treat me like I'm regular. Private plane, my rolly plane, I don't do nothing He has a little weight in my view. He has a little weight in my When I was a youngin', I seen all the cars, the good in the streets and all of the flaws. Niggas with money, the rising the flaws. What do you think of this track before, I was the chosen one. Nope, he's left those. Let's go. Yeah, he's left those. Frontline soldier, the boldest one. I say it's semi, never on me, baby. baby. My what do you think like of the track? Going, oh, you know oh, me, baby. Guess what this is? Dame Dollar himself, baby. No. Damian Dame Lillard. <laughs> I like that shit. Word. Yeah, this man. Dame Dollar put out an album, man. This shit is great. That sounds great. Da, he, man, he can spit. He's he was on, eating uh, that shit. Different on, <laughs> different on levels of Lord Aloud. Wow. Dame Dollar, man. He can spit, man. Like, I, I checked out a couple of his stuff. Uh, I'm I just, like that. He, yeah, he has some stuff in 2K. Like right. he, the way he actually launched his his career at, in music was brilliant. Like he was like, "Oh, we have a game. I'm in the game. 
you can put my music in the 2K game. And, like, he had, like, four or five tracks. That's genius, man. That dude is lights out everything. Duh, <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and then he opened up, uh, it was, like, the All-Star game or something. He rapped. He rapped in the he, All-Star game? Yeah. Like, he, this year? Yeah. He was, like, the. It was, it was either, like, it had to be, like, in the last two years, but he was the opening. How did I miss that, man? Duh, he did a whole performance. I'm like, is that Damien? That's Damien Lewis? Okay, cool. Sweet. So he's just going to be a hip-hop I star. remember watching that game uh, where it went, like, earlier this year, man. It went to, like, three fucking overtimes. Duh. Duh. Emmett by himself. Man. Like, nobody else. Was, PJ, <laughs> PJ Tucker wasn't doing anything that game. Nothing. Nothing. Man. Yo, that was... Yeah, I, I actually... I want him to win so bad. I need, I, I need a Dame ring. I just, so bad. But I don't... I mean, I don't really... I, I need. I want to see a Dame ring. I want to. I don't think I'm gonna see Carmelo ever. But I, I want to. You don't see think Carmelo. the Lakers gonna make it, man? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, it's too. It's too many. It's too many miles to feed on that team, though. Way too many miles to feed on that team, though. I, I don't Fuck see it. All working. the other teams. I'm just waiting for the Pistons, baby. That's Duh, all I care about. I mean, K. K. Cunningham, bro. It's gonna be fun to watch. He, he is a team. He's a pass first player, and Detroit needs a pass first player mm-hmm. as the leader. Like the way that he's coming in, what is he like nineteen twenty? Nineteen, bro. Dog, that <laughs> is crazy. The way he's coming in and it's like, oh no, it's not about me. It's about the team. Mm-hmm. What? That's what we need to do too. Like franchise a fucking a point guard like that. You feel me? I can't wait. I can't wait to see what he does, bro. Yeah, me, too. me too. Speaking of which, uh, did you catch the Lions earlier today? Yeah, fuck, I don't even want to talk about it, bro. They no, suck. no, <laughs> no, no. Did you see this in the score? They scored like fucking. 50, yeah, no, they, like they 16 they, points they do that, in like they, what, they always do that kind of shit. They always like fucking score t- when it's too late. <laughs> I just, I mean, you let you let them come and put 41 on you. But yeah, the defense late. was not stopping nothing. Man. But the offense didn't look terrible though. We, no. There's definitely like uh, I I didn't think golf was gonna be as like good as I mean he was decent. He threw that pick six, you. which is kind of trash, but yeah, whatever. What can you do? What are you gonna do? All right, last thing before we get out of here, we got to get your reactions. We're, we're, we're going to listen to this shit together, the Andre Ooh. 3000 verse. And last oh, word Kanye West. And plugs. And so oh, yeah, we're definitely going to do that. that. And all yeah. that oh, yeah. So, gotcha. so um, have you heard like this, uh, anything about what's going on with this whole Kanye shit? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been reading little tidbits. Yeah, so I... like I guess the song was like they recorded the song to make it on Donda, but they didn't tell... Um, Andre that they were making a clean album when he recorded right, his verse. Yeah. So that's why uh-huh. they ended up taking the shit off the album, which is crazy. I would have just gotten rid of that rule if Andre three thousand left this shit on my album. It's literally mm-hmm. only the ver the the most poignant verse about the subject of the fucking album. He's literally rapping to Kanye's mom, like Right. So I don't know why Kanye took it off, but Drake leaked it. And now it's out, so we're listening to it. Probably and it was a, probably was a better verse than he was. Oh fuck! I mean, that's probably why he took I mean, it off. He's like, I can't let this shit go. This is what you watched me Kanye, on this song. Kanye wanted to pull Nicki's verse off. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It probably was on some petty shit like that. But anyways, let me see if I can get through it this time without crying because Jesus Christ, Jesus. every time Man. so far, um, I just love Andre the best. Listen, oh, that's not it. Alex Ziz, by the way, has an amazing cover of Hey uh, Reimagining of Dude, Hey Dude, uh. she was great, too. Like, that was one of the performances we saw, like, at Zofine. That was, like, one of the projector oh, ones, too. She's so And cold. she uh, she did backup with Danny Darling, too. Like, uh, we, yeah. saw, we saw her the week before Fun Fest. Uh, it was, like, her and Anna. Yeah. Like, they were together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's Anna, another dope, amazing man. artist. Uh, Anna, friend of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so All right, here we go, fellas. This is just the Andre verse. It's the life of the party. To 
think I could have almost died. Lord, help us. Hey, Miss Donda, you run into my mama. Please tell her I said say something. I'm starting to believe ain't no such thing as heaven's trumpets. No after over, this is it done. If there's a heaven, you would think they let you speak to your son. Maybe she has in the form of a baby's laugh. I heard passing by in a stroller reminding me, hey, keep rolling. Oh, no. Maybe she has with the prick of a blade of brass. I've been laying on way too long. Got me itchy. Got up and roamed a little more. Miss Donda, you see my mama. Tell her I'm lost. You see, she'd always light a cigarette. We talk, I would call. Exaggerating a little bit so she get the point. Trying to get her to stop smoking. I would lead and fire up a joint till I quit. Started back up again. 20 years later, all that time. Y'all thought a nigga were high. Thought I was crazy. My mom, she ain't cut no corners. Got me back on track. I don't miss her overstepping, but do miss her showing seven civilian life shit. Uh, Miss Donda, see my mama whisper her this. The real reason I was geeked to go to church was confess. When y'all grown-ups would be in Bible study, that girl helping me with my homework, right. her and I were fucking so and perverted, so spirit spinning and dirty, so on, so on and so on. We hope that no one heard it. And to this day, I think her mama knew, but let us explore. Miss Donda, you see my father, please ask him why. He never married, always smiled, but was he happy inside? Because I carry my mother's name, did he carry shame with him? I'm sure she did it out of spite, was her decision at birth. She she probably would hurt. Ah, uh, poor baby, two young people with different views, a lot for a young lady. No coincidence, they both passed away from heart conditions. There's a dissidence at play, dad and mom do hard division. 3,000 poster child for big dick niggas raised by their mothers. I'm supposed to smile as if God knew that I would be trouble. Keeps me around. For what I don't know, but I do know that it's crucial that we do so pronto. I don't know how much long though. Woo! That cadence, so good, man. Dude. So good, man. That so last good. little cadence oh. at the end was fucking. Yeah. It's so great, Woo. man. Oh. It's so good. They have the whole song out now too, so I might have to check out the whole fucking thing. Is it on? Is it on the album now? No, no, no. Oh. This, is just, this is all just leaked. <laughs> that that shit. shit's about yeah. to go on the album. You know, you know, Connie's Kanye, about to life a Connie's pa- gonna life a Pablo the fuck oh, out of this sure. album, That's where it's sure. just gonna be like just added, just edits and edits and edits oh, keep man. coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna close with uh, Nappy Debbie since we're on a time crunch, Ooh, but. Man. Before we get out of here, uh, is there like you want to plug some like social media? <laughs> I close. I close with Nappy Devi to like the last. Oh, nice. I close with uh, Nubis. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't even gotten around hey, shout- to it, so we're gonna close with him two that, weeks in a row. I tell, I text him, and I'm like, "That is my favorite song that whole project." Man, I shout out to song. Jupiter, by the way. Jupiter is one of the coldest producers from the city. Uh huh. Man, dude, that guy. Psh- like if you don't know if you have never met Jupiter, I have not. He he's very low key. Like he be in and out, but man, that dude has been working hard hard like he's i think he's moving to la now um but man jupiter he 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 made his sound and knew what he wanted to do and stuck to it and now he's just doing everything. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Speaking of people moving to L.A., shout out to the boy Timmy Blackman, man. Oh, he's moving uh, his, uh, yes. his going away party was last night. I, had, I unfortunately missed it, but Me Tim too. hasn't been on the show, but really a friend of the show, like friend of the, just in general, man. Shout out to him. I know... I, I saw like uh, Anton's uh, little mini movie yeah. that you were in too that Timmy yeah. shot. Man, we've been working together a so, lot lately. Yeah. Yeah, man. Shout out to yeah, Anton's been killing it, man. I love like his he has this whole like Quentin Tarantino style yeah. like shooting like that uh or like writing he does yeah. too, which is kind of sick. But yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to him, man. Good dude. Good, just good guy to know in general, yes, man. So yes, yeah, sir. don't miss you, guy. 
Man. You got any upcoming shows or anything that you want to plug? Um, yeah. So I want to see one of them, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, for so as of now, um, you know, I'm I'm still the musical director uh, at Willis Show Bar. So uh, any Friday, Saturday, I'm I'm always there. Oh, okay. Um, this next upcoming week, we have two special events. We have a Amy Winehouse tribute led by. Oh, when is that? That's a uh, Friday. Oh, yep, this God, Friday. Two shows, eight and ten p.m. Um, eight, uh. Willa Ray is the one leading it, and um, and she's gonna be singing. I think we're doing like pretty much all of, you know, back to black. Oh my so, god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So it's her birthday. It's an Amy Winehouse tribute. Um, it's Amy Winehouse's birthday uh, on that yeah. date, and so we're doing an Amy Winehouse tribute Friday, and then Saturday another dope, dope talent from the city, uh, Mike Jack. Oh, Mike Jack! Um, yeah, yeah, Mike Jack. Uh, I'll. What do you call it? I called him as Ophine, and I got some videos yeah. from him and stuff, too. Yeah, so, yeah. man. Yeah, good yeah. dude, man. Yeah, Mike Jack, man, one of the funniest dudes. Um, It's going to be trouble when we both have a mic on Saturday. Because, <laughs> look, jokes are going to be flying. Um, But he's actually doing a live recording at Willis Show Bar uh, for his, his song, Fire. So um, the first set, the 8 o'clock set, is going to be Nappy Devi, Hugo Biggs. And Hugo some Biggs. other special yeah. gigs. Uh, so, all all uh, these guys were as Ophine. Yeah, Hugo Biggs is on that Mirage song that we played that, on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, he's another another artist I work with a lot. Hugo Biggs. Um, man, we're preparing his show right now. It's it's going. Crazy. I need to start hanging out at Willis Showbar. I mean, this sounds like like my favorite type of shit. You know, hey yeah. man, all I'm I've saying never been. is you never been to Willis Showbar? Really? Not once. No. Oh look, all I'm saying is, man, look at the at Will Band. Man, we we we've been working real hard to to make that a destination. Like. Um, my my goal there was I want to make it to where every single night you come out it could be something completely different than the night you saw before but every every single night you know it's good. It's talent. not that many like ja- like there's not that many like jazz like clubs like that around the mm-hmm. city anymore. You got like Bakers and Willis Show. I feel like are like the two. Oh yeah, and then like I guess Cliff Bell's is another one as well. But. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's that's a thing too. Like you know we obviously don't even you know only do jazz. We do a little bit of everything. We do yeah. everything from jazz to R and B to funk to hip hop to soul. I think my favorite thing about it is just like the aesthetic of that place. Yeah, it's just so dope because how it is school. is like they have it's it's really old school setup. So there's like tables and stuff. No nah, man, uh, have you you yeah you never been in there, Neil? Yeah. So it's like the stage is behind the bar oh. and it's like just like the little like circle in the center yeah. and then like it everything is just like it's like a lounge like yeah. it's just dope like, yeah. it, that's it kind of looks like a smoking lounge yeah. like, uh-huh. style like, Yo, dude this is gonna be my new favorite place to go yeah. I can't, I, oh man I'm excited for this Amy yeah. Winehouse shit that's gonna be fucking sweet and literally too like that bar is, is his store it's been around for years like it, it was open the first time in like the 40s oh really uh, yeah reopened in like 70s and whatnot and then now it's reopened again and um, you know the thing that made it historic was like literally entertainers would go in there. Like so, like say if you're watching Coltrane on stage, Miles Davis is in the audience. Yeah, like it was one of those situations. So I, I love the fact that the community that that we've been able to build there. Um, you know, you might come out, you might see Mike Jack, but also Nappy's there, yeah. Hugo's there, Alexis is there. Uh, Mirage is there. The live room is there. Uh, Beats and Bruce Potter's there. Beats, yep, yeah, Beats yep, and yep. Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Which, thank y'all, by the way, for being at Zofine. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, man. man. Dude, we, that was, that's our favorite thing to do, I, man. Like, is him and I are both such nerds about this music shit that, like, once we've met, probably like almost 100 episodes, we probably interviewed 60, 70 people at this point. Yeah. And it's like, we just love going to see their shows and shit afterwards yeah. and connecting with the people. Like, we've met so many cool people that way. Yeah. I mean, there's like mad people from this podcast I still keep in touch with. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too, for sure. 
No, yeah, it's, it's funny. I've been watching y'all for a minute. So, like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, I've, obviously, you know, Nappy, I saw when Nappy was on here, mm-hmm. Mirage, and everything. I don't know here. if I met you as, like, when I was doing music or did I meet you because of the pod? That's the, that's, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you were doing music at the time, but it was, like, right, it was, like, the, like, right at the beginning. You feel me? Yeah. Like, it was, like, right there, and I'm just, like, because I remember you had mentioned something about po- a podcast. Yeah, I think, like, Be Careful, Be Safe was coming out, and then that's when we started the podcast, and then around that time. Yeah, because Ian, was, we were doing Holy Water. That's yeah, right. Okay, yeah, I do yeah, remember yeah. now. So All for right. this show on Friday, do I need to get tickets beforehand, or can uh, you get them at the door? Yeah, I would I would highly recommend uh, reserving your spot. You can okay. go to wheelishowbar.com. Okay. Um, that's W-I-L-L-I-S, uh, show, S-H-O-W, and then bar, B-A-R, dot com. Uh, and there's a little reservation link at the top uh, for Resi. Um, I, you know, you can, if you get the eight o'clock show, um, just know, you know, you're, that's the show that you pick. If you want both shows, you got to reserve for both, both times. Are they both going to be different sets or is it the same show twice? Uh, no, it should be different sets. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have to do both then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely worth it, man. (laughs) No, it's still, like, I I love going to shows there, man. Hell yeah, yeah, man. Got to, I got to play there too one day. I need like a spot too. Like, I need like a, I used to be like, I, well, Keesling's kind of our spot, but Mm -hmm. like, we need like a good spot. Like, yeah. you know, I used to like to go to Northern you, Lights. I was saying, you know, that used to be the yeah, spot. Yeah, Northern Lights was the spot, but like, <laughs> what happened Northern, Northern Lights, Lights was the shit man. because you catch Dennis Coffee and they're playing on a fucking Tuesday yeah. night. It's yeah. like, this shit is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Don was in the crowd. It's yeah. like, what? <laughs> I feel Baker, like... I, I, we still haven't been to Baker's yet. Oh, wow. I haven't been to, in, on, on, on uh, the F- Avenue of Fashion. Oh, yeah, no, I haven't. Oh, keyboard lounge there? Yeah, it's like that's right legendary. off 8 Mile. Oh, that's, that's a legendary, that. like, keyboard bar. There's also a cool jazz little uh, jazz bar that's, like, right next door to uh, Seva, you know, like the v- vegan mm, place. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a... Because I'll sit on the patio outside of Seva, and you can always hear the music coming out of the little place next door. It's really mm. small inside, but I'm like, this looks like my type of vibe, so... Oh, yeah. That's where we're going to hunt for... We're going to go to Willis Show Bar, we're going to find our spot, bro. Yeah. Yeah, anytime, anytime um, you see the At Will band, I'm I'm always there. Okay, uh, cool. If I'm not, you know, I have a fill-in playing for me. Um, every fourth Saturday, we do a, a disco night, uh, so that's really fun. And then that sounds amazing. I love yeah, disco. Yeah, yeah. And then s- my bad. Are you good? No, I was like, and Neil, I like, I just feel bad. You haven't been there. I've like literally been there mad times with <laughs> Lindsay and Sean. Yeah, no, no. I'm dead. Yeah. All right. Before we go, do you want? Do you have social media? Or, uh, yeah, what's your Instagram? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, you can find me at Will Enterprise. That's the at sign, and then W I L L E N T E R P R I S E. That's you. at Will Enterprise. I just started following you. Bam. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm gonna follow you back. Hey. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, I'll be launching my website soon, which will have uh, it will be in my link tree on that uh and we'll have all my future and upcoming dates uh so you'll see nappy hugo alexist reedy Choi, a lot of people so that's a good reminder too we need to put a link tree on our fucking dates and bruise one yes, yes um we do. all right in closing i'll let you pick it what is the song off nappy debbie's new project that i should play for Ooh, not man. anubis that's the only one okay because i just played it um hmm. i'm actually gonna go with Buffoonery because that's such a good one. Yeah, that's, my and, that's a single. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was about to say that's a new single. Also, uh, shout out to Barry Chambliss who is currently playing keys as well uh, in in that band, but um, also produced that song. Another one of the coldest producers I know in the city. Um, Friends with Jupiter. Okay. Yeah, just just cold overall. Mm-hmm. So he's he actually did 
uh, two of the songs on that project. Okay. So yeah. Without further ado, we want to pre or we want to say thank you for coming on the show. It was a thank lot of you, fun. Man. This is one of those ones where you can just fucking go and go yeah, and go. Yeah, like, so, like, we've been on for over two hours. For time constraints. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so here's a little bit of buffoonery, nappy, bro. You're insane. You're gonna make it, bro. I'm so happy for you, sir. Um, just, yeah, this honestly, just project. keep, just stay like around like your circle you're in right now. Yeah, man. for sure. Because you got a good thing keep going. Your ears, keep your nose clean. Like his new yes, project sir. is Cloud Thirteen. You can get it on any of the DSPs, iTunes, wherever you would get music. Uh, here is buffoonery, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace. No, I ain't got time for your bitch, so please don't call my cellular. I've been grinding for this shit all my life. I ain't trying to be regular. The fuck is you talking about? Don't tip me, baby. I'm off the loud. Stand 6'2 with a big smile and a humble soul and a wicked mouth from that nigga. You ain't never heard about me. Heard so and so spoke words about me, though. Damn, put it to the curb, get routed. Knock, knock, bitch, what you say? I'm down to no plan to be the next up. If I ain't motherfucker, I ain't stressing. Pull it to the bank, RP to the next man. Run up in the safe, make way to the exit. Hand out mixtapes so with my ass on it. Did this shit, don't you pass on it. Not an ass flick, but an ass spitting lyricist. Five tracks on it, don't skip neither. Before I fracture your hip, trying to be a hip hopper. I'm your big popper. Daddy nappy, get a switch, about to beat your ass properly. Too bad to the friends who doubted me. Hope you said broke ass is proud of me. Oh, I heard you were taking classes. Bitch made allergy, but just get the masters. Here's a tip for rappers. Nap the guy, tip for cities after. Run my shit, you bastard. All will get active, get shit poppin'. See the clock will active, you a zip for actin' up. Life's a bitch with a head that's flat as fuck. Affect his blue eyes, who neck too much. Coked out of her mind, react to what? Is a blind eye in the lies from Ankara? She a fan for what? See opportunity, black motherfucker with skill. You know, usually, buffoonery don't overpower the cool of me. So I reply, truthfully, ain't got time for you, bitch. So please don't call my cellular. I've been grinding for this shit. All my life, I ain't trying to be regular. The fuck is you talking about? Don't tip me, baby. I'm off the loud. Stand 6'2 with a big smile and a humble soul and a wicked mouth. I ain't got time for you, bitch. So please don't call my cellular. I've been grinding for this shit. All my life, I ain't trying to be regular. The fuck is you talking about? Don't tip me, baby. I'm off the loud. Stand 6'2 with a big smile and a humble soul and a wicked mouth. Bitch.